now recording. This is a robot voice. It hurts my throat. And that's how you're going to introduce the podcast. Oh, God, don't... All right, fucking... I mean, I'll fucking do it if you're not gonna. Hmm, are we, are, are we gonna do this whole episode in vocal fry? Because yeah. I'm here for that. We're gonna yeah. annihilate our vocal cords now before we are able to finish Theta. Oh my god, I'm gonna mm, fucking you, die. You've just gotta have a better control of your, uh, of your vocal instrument, and then, you know, you won't damage it too much. There's something incredibly upsetting about the term vocal instrument. I know it's called that, I just don't like to hear it. You don't you don't like to hear my vocal instrument, Max? Oh, the Gundam style. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wow Cool Robot, a show about Gundam and Space Draculas. This is a show about robots, by robots. For for of and by robots. God, that hurts four? so fucking much. Four? From Gundam? Oh, four? From five? Gundam? No, she's dead. Um uh, poor one out. Yeah, she died over the Atlantic Ocean or whatever. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Different ocean. Cool. Well, um, in the words of our ancestors, <laughs> uh, I'm Sarah. My pronouns are she and they. Hi, my name is Colin. My pronouns are they and them. My name is Max. My pronouns are he and him. And we're we're back at it again, folks. We had a, quite a time. I mean, both a couple minutes ago and watching these episodes. <laughs> We're not stoppable. <laughs> we are. We cannot be stopped. I'm wearing my safety glasses and my sunglasses at the same time, just to be safe and cool. And um, nothing. Neither of those things will save me from the content of these episodes. Holy fuck! Safe, safety, like being safe and taking care of yourself is the coolest thing of all. I'd say. Yeah, it's definitely the opposite of making yourself emotionally vulnerable, uh, I think. <laughs> well, mm-hmm, well, no, the mm-hmm. coolest thing the coolest thing is making yourself emotionally vulnerable, but physically invulnerable. <laughs> that That's like the ideal sort of body comp. By climbing into a big robot. Exactly. Your heart is exposed and your ass is completely impenetrable. Excellent. Excellent. Peak human performance. Peak suit performance. <laughs> um... I can't think of a whole lot else to say to sort of lead into this. I'm ready to. I'm ready to get going. Yeah, let's dive into the soup. My robot has been fully warmed up and defrosted. Mm. <laughs> the soup pouring out of its tinny windows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm just sloshing everywhere, aren't I? <laughs> so. Well, tell us where you're sloshing in episode thirty-four. Episode thirty-four. <laughs> the call of darkness. Hi, Max. It's me, Darkness. Oh, let me just pick up my phone. <laughs> um, guess what, folks? We're bringing the bit back. We're doing episode summaries again. But this time, we're each going to take one because it's easier for us. And also, we've heard that people like the episode summaries. Yeah. And we like... We, we, we are nothing but crowd pleasers here at Wow Cool Robot Industries. Uh-huh. We've never done anything unlistenably bad. Never, ever. We never will. Yeah, we definitely did them and then didn't do them so that you could have a better idea of like what the differences was. And not just because we completely forgot about them last episode. Do you we like A do. or B? <laughs> a or B? Um, it's A, it turns out. It's yeah. A, as it turns out. Um, a stands for Argama, which is running itself ragged, chasing after the Guadon. <laughs> Everyone on the ship is extremely tired. Their suits are shitty, need to be fixed right away. Camille is... But not binding his own business, he tries to get Quattro and Fa to try and support Rekwa because I guess he won't do it himself. 
Fa ends up visiting Rekua, and she sort of sneaks her out at the infirmary. And at this point, Rekua is telling Fa about her past as a guerrilla fighter in the war, losing her parents, and how she basically only feels alive once she's risking her life. As this is happening, Captimus is hanging out with Sarah and Yazan, and he ends up letting Yazan fly out with a squadron to try and take down the Argama, because that's all he thinks about anymore. He brings a bunch of Marasai balloons to trick Ayug into thinking they have superior numbers. The gang sorties, and Rekua keeps getting new type alerts and is zonked the fuck out in space. She constantly <laughs> needs to get rescued and snapped out of it. Meanwhile, Emma ends up figuring out that the Marasais are only balloons, but it's too late, the fighting gets way too close to the Argama, and Yazan and Rekua sort of have a showdown where they both get their new type moments for one another. But Rekua doesn't realize that it's probably Papus influencing her and not Yazan, because the whole time she's like, Yazan, or not Yazan, she's like, is this you? Um, she ends up losing the showdown, and Yazan, like, takes her, like, her body gets ejected. She's not dead. She gets ejected from um, the Methus, and Yazan, like, holds her in his, Humbrabi's hand and flies off. Um, takes her back to the Dogosa gear. Everyone believes Rekko is dead. Fobbles is her fault for sneaking her out. Camille ends up confronting Quattro for not being kinder to her and leading to her death. And finally, everyone's favorite bastard, Wong, ends up letting the Argama docket La Vie Rose to repair... La Rose. Re- La Rose. To, to, to repair and resupply the end. Everyone lives happily ever after. Très bien. <laughs> Di molto. That's the one. A spicy Gundam. <laughs> Italy borders France, Nous allons probably. à... Yeah. Uh, so we're leaving the moom. We're um, leaving moom. Goodbye moom. Yeah, we're leaving moom. Goodbye moom. La luna. <laughs> la, la luna. So uh, that's not what I said. I said la luma. La luma. Okay. La luma. Our bit is translatable. Get with it. <laughs> we're leaving the moon. Yes. Uh, Emma reports to Hankin uh, about how they've transported the spare parts over to the Argama, um, but uh, Hankin thinks that uh, the problem is the Argama's crew is just too fatigued at this to- at this point. They've been in too many battles back to back, and they should really get a chance to dock and just kind of relax for a bit and recharge. Um, yeah. And that's all that happens in the scene. She leaves without saying anything else. That's all that happens in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Listen... Honestly, I'm kind of like a bit of like kudos to Emma for using uh, Henkel's like creepy vibes towards her to like emotionally manipulate him into taking a fucking nap. Oh, this is this is effective use of girl power. Are you saying? Yeah, this is pretty effective use of girl power. She's like, mm, well, you know, if you you don't want to be sleepy for a date with me or something, you got to get ahead somehow. Uh, you got to get ahead somehow. In yeah, space. yeah, yeah. Effective use of girl power. Yeah, girl power? any girl girl power. <laughs> yeah, she's cottage core. She's plowing the fields. She's a girl plower. <laughs> she's a girl plower. We end up cutting over to the Argama, where we see the orphans fucking around in the hangar as usual. Just the, when are these kids not causing problem? They don't understand the zero gravity because they kind of just go flying, and they're like, "Oh fuck! How do we stop? I don't know how to do this." Um, it's it's cute. I like it. I it's yeah. Fine. It kind of reminds you that they did just sort of come up from Earth because Quattro brought them for literally no reason. Yeah, again, why did he, who let him bring these kids to space on, like, a battlecraft? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Hayato probably should have stopped him. But, yeah. (laughs) Well, um, Hayato's like, well, it was good enough for cats. They'll be good enough for these kids. Right, yeah, sure. Just, like, baking them into brand new new types. Yeah. But yeah, like they're they're everyone's in the hangar. People are in the hangar doing repairs to, like, the Yakushiki and stuff. Um... Camille, Camille sort of mentioned... What? Why does this... I'm trying to interpret my notes, because Camille is like, oh, hey, do you think Quattro's okay? 
Yeah, yeah. So he's talking with Astonage about basically like Quattro being tired and all. Because at this point, I think word is sort of spread about Quattro may not be Quattro Bajina, despite him saying he's Quattro Bajina. This is the episode after episode 33. I've this remi- is, okay. Yes, 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 yes. This is the episode where he, <laughs> he he takes off his sunglasses and something cool happens. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just sorry, I've just remembered the contents of episode 33. Uh the, the uh, yeah, yeah, the fucking Shar time. The one with Shar. Yeah. The one with Shar in it, but Shar is gone now. Yeah, he's dead forever. Yeah. Goodbye. Um and yeah, and Camille's talking with Astonage. About, about Quattro, and Asanaje is like, I'm sure he's got nothing to do with the Principality of Zeon, and Camille agrees, and, like, I get what they mean by that, and, like, yeah, he's, like, put all that behind him, but it's just really funny seeing that sort of, like, laid out, it's like, I'm sure Shar Asimil has nothing to do with Zeon, sure, man, whatever, <laughs> why not? Uh, so, you know, I just think it's, I know that Shar Asimil has nothing to do with the Principality of Zeon, and I love him. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, it, it, you can just say that, and everything you say is true in space. Yeah, in space, no one has anything to do with the Principality of Zeon. Yeah. <laughs> That's this famous saying. Exactly. Um, we do see the bastard man of, was it, was his name, Wong Li? Yeah. Um, does, he's just, like, going around, he goes up to Camille, and he's like, wow, you're so good in battle. I guess it was the right thing to do to correct you. And then he, like, sort of Ugh. fucks off to, like, verbally abuse other members of the crew. Yeah. Why isn't he dead? <laughs> fucking yes. Austin Ajay asks Camille what his deal is and Camille's just like he's quarrelsome like it's just he's a piece of shit everybody knows it <laughs> like look I'm not it, I, I wouldn't be out of the question for someone to accidentally get stepped on by Hyakushiki in the in the bay you know let, let, it could let, happen what's the <laughs> point of having Shar Asdable here intermittently if he's not just gonna straight up kill his superiors at, uh, first, exactly, at first exactly. <laughs> he's really good at it we've known this like, you know, Mr. Wong has a purple suit, and, you know, Garma had purple hair, Kaushilya had a purple uh, Kakashi thingy. It's, 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 it's like a red flag for a for a, yeah. it's, it's for a bull, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, uh, he is simply Quattro Virginia. I don't know what you're talking about. He's never betrayed anyone in his life. Um, <laughs> and, uh, no, no, yeah. no, Char said that. Yeah, Char said that. Quattro never said anything of the like. Yeah, but yeah, so Quattro, Quattro clearly looks up to Shar so much, so he's going to try and emulate him never having betrayed anyone in his life. Mm, uh, okay, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very very good of him to strive for those ideals. Like, yeah, excellent ideals. But those are his ideals. We know yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but speaking of Quattro's ideals, Quattro does, like, come along to the bay, and someone's like, uh, Quattro, shouldn't you be, like, emotionally comforting Rekoa? And he's like, eh, whatever. I'll do it later. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, when I have time, I'll list. go do it. Yeah. And uh, we find out that he still hasn't vi- visited Reko in the hospital since she took a bullet for him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it would be a nice gesture for him to do that. Who could say? Who could say where the quattro goes? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Camille says it's fucked up. Uh, and Austin Ajay calls him out on being a, ge- uh, a geek about it. Uh, that, you know, it makes fun of him for falling in love on Earth and coming back and, and suddenly being a relationships expert. <laughs> They're calling him the Hitch of the Argama. <laughs> that is, again, slightly different in the dub, because Camila's like, oh, well, I got it. First of all, like, Camille just kind of lays out the whole thing where, oh, but Rekua like, really likes Quattro, but Quattro ignores her, which I'm like, I can't believe he noticed this. Like, older Camille... Older episodes, Camille would never have noticed this. Oh yeah, like no. shout out to you for for kind of tuning on to the vibe of the argument. Um, mm-hmm. But then your man is like, oh Camille, so oh, oh no, you're commenting on other people's relationships. Wow. Yeah, 
And eventually, um, I think Foss sort of walks in on this and like Camille sort of gives her the same spiel as before. Like someone needs to like, you know, be nice to Rekua. And Fa eventually like, you know, goes to visit Rekua in the infirmary. And uh, Rekua doesn't say anything like weirdly transphobic in the scene at all. Does she? Definitely not. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. Uh, I get that like it, it was a different era. It sucks. It's so bad. It's such like a like as as far as like the you know funny misogyny of Gundam. This is like th- this this scene is pretty bad. Ugh. I think it also like it makes it worse because like Rekka was saying it, and like Rekka's Rekka was supposedly a character who we like and kind of empathize with and possibly would agree with because she's sort of one of the the good characters and like. You know her her arc so far has has been involved with like oh being a woman and like wanting to be independent as a woman st- sort of idiot's feminism type stuff right and 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 it like boils down to for her being thing like yeah you know I I'm independent I do what I want don't grow into be a woman like me fa it's just like I. Uh, I think I finally understand what the show is is trying to say when it does stuff like this. Uh, Mm -hmm. And just to, like, run through the background on this, you know, uh, Fa helps um, uh, uh, Rekua escape from her hospital room and get away from the doctor so she can go back to her regular room. Um, And kind of uh, Rekua gives her the rundown on her history, how she used to live on the moon, and then in the one-year war got separated from her parents and she became a gorilla uh, and then joined up with the Federation afterwards, but like kind of got a weird feeling from it and so left it to join AUG. But it was kind of not because for ideological or like belief reasons. It was just because like she kind of had developed this taste for for being in danger and kind of being on the edge of things. And yeah, she uh, has quattro disease. <laughs> yeah, she has quattro disease. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, kind of like talks about how like, you know, oh, she, she'll never get out of it just because she wants to have that excitement in her life. And also because of the right man never came along. And then that's when she says the line of, from the beginning, the world only has two sexes. Uh, and I think what the show is trying to say about like... <sighs> I, th- I think what Tomino is saying is that, you know, all of these people have had their lives upended in war and that the thing that it's trying to, uh, like, help, like, conceptualize what peacetime is, is the idea of, like, a traditional romantic, uh, het, like, family life. Yeah. That it's, you know, you know, constantly pointed like that's that's the reason why Camille doesn't want Fa to be uh, a pilot and why they keep forcing Fa into this kind of motherly role, because that's that is the the closest thing they have to like what they view of what peacetime should be like. That's why, you know, uh, the whole thing between Rekua and Quattro is such a big deal, because, you know, if only Quattro would show her affection uh, she would think that she would have a future after the war's over, but because he doesn't do that, then she just feels like she needs to be in more and more dangerous situations until she dies because she's never going to get to that that quote unquote like peacetime life. And it's def- it's really fucked up. It's it's a very dumb traditionalist view of what like what peace should be and like what like a a normal happy life is. But it is kind of, like, underpinning this whole thing of, like, the reason that Quattro can't show Rekua, like, affection is because he doesn't see a life outside of war. And, like, it's kind of hammering down all these themes, but I just wish they weren't turfy as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh. 
Uh, yeah, Gundam says love cannot bloom on the battlefield. Yeah, it, it says war is bad with the asterisk, and the asterisk being, and you also have to become a nuclear family unit afterwards. <laughs> and and of course, the nuclear power comes from the Gundams, so we know yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nucle- nuclear themes. Um, yeah, <sighs> I don't know what she just says. It's just it's very binary. It's very sure, sure, Grandma. Let's get you to bed. Yeah. yeah um. I didn't write down anything because I just don't really want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 other thing that she actually like sort of says in regard to her own like history is like she lost her parents in the war. She became a guerrilla fighter, and she's like, yeah, the only way I can feel alive is like when I'm living on the edge, like in the heart of battle or whatever. And it's just like, okay, like you know, it's interesting enough hearing this come from Rekoa herself instead of like Camille seemingly trying to like apply it to her from what yeah. he deduces of her behavior. But it's weird that like she basically is like like essentially saying, yeah, he's right about like everything he said about me because like it is, it is true in my mind too. Yeah, like that kind of does annoy me a bit where basically what the scene says is that oh, Camille was right the whole time. And it doesn't really seem to put much more nuance on it than that. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's what it is, right? It's like, there's really nothing more to say about it. She's like, yeah, he was right. Anyway, moving on. The right? thing that really drives me crazy about it is, like, obviously Rekoa and Quattro are supposed to be mirrors for each other. And mm-hmm. Qua- the the thing that Quattro is supposed to step up and do is reclaim his identity as Char Asnabel and be a leader that can that can bring people to peace and, like, find freedom for the space-noid people. And what uh, the, the similar thing for Rekoa is settling down and becoming a housewife and it's just it's so fucking maddening that like those those two things are put on a on a similar level that just like this ignominious life for Rekua is supposed to be taken as as like equal to Char becoming president of space like that's how much we're supposed to see like like this this potential end for her as like such a great important thing which mm-hmm. is like it just fucking blows. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Amir doesn't have to be every single thing in opposition, right? Like, it, it, it's stupid that the show is saying, "Yeah, becoming becoming Obama of space is as cool as becoming housewife." It's like, no, it doesn't have to be as cool as it. You can like have Rekua also be Mrs. Obama of space. You know, Miss <laughs> <laughs> M- 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 Lond, it's been an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Wreck of Lon's <sighs> arms. Uh. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, uh, man. That's all I care to talk about in the scene. Yeah, I want to talk about how Sarah brings Paptimus Shiraku a sippy cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she comes in with the McNaldo's Frosties. Uh. <laughs> yeah, she she brought in, like, you know, his and Yazan's McNaldo's order. Um, she had, she had to go. She had to go back because they complained about not getting the right Happy Meal toy. <laughs> I also like that it, it almost like Yazan yeah, sitting really on wanted the turtle one. Yeah, like <laughs> Yazan sitting on like some crates or something. It looks like they're just hanging out in like a fucking cargo room or something. I think they are. Like I kind of get the vibe that they're like trying to kind of be not on the main bridge. I don't know. Yazan, no, it's because Yazan won't move. Yazan has to be like in like the dingiest, shittiest part of the ship. Yeah, it's where he, he feels needs at somewhere home. that matches his vibes. It's, yeah, 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 it's like in Mass Effect Two, where you can only go and see Jack when you you go down to the basement where all like the, right. the air ducts are. That's just it's that's where Zizan is on the ship. That's where you have to go mm-hmm. get his uh his his missions and stuff. You know, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, they're, like they're sort of making plans about oh battles. Uh, Paptimus is like, hey Zizan, you go and do fighting. Blah blah blah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he just lets him, like, Yazan is like, I want to, I'm, I'm Yazan, I sound like this, I want to take down the Argama. And Pepitus is like, fucking, okay, I'm not going to wait for you, but do it, I guess. Yeah. Soroko's like, it's a lot more important that we, you know, cement ties with Axis, but, like, go off. Uh, I won't, if you if you destroy the Argama, I'll give you a treat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he, then he then sort of, like, Yuzan goes off, and he's like, not you, Sarah! You're staying right here! You're staying here! God, everything sucks so much more with Pappas and Sarah when I learn that she's 15 years old. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me just, uh, let me just, uh, let me just search something real quick. Paptimus No, Sirocco I don't want to know how old Paptimus age. is. Oh, he is 11 years older than her. He's 26. Ugh, man. Uh, I would have taken I'm him for 26. like a cool 32. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm older than this fucking dude. Gross. Disgusting. Yeah. Ugh, anyway. Yeah. So the important part of the this this the, the end of the scene is that you know the mobile suits launch from the what's his face and they're carrying some like boxes. I was kind of wondering. They're what carrying that some was. fun little fun yeah. little treasure chests. Wondering if I was ever going to find out what those were. Very you know Chekhov's boxes. They definitely Can we have check more them off moms later? inside of them. Chekhov's Chekhov's party city shipping containers. <laughs> Uh, we we cut over back to the Argama. Uh, once again, Wong Lee shitty moments. Wong Lee shitty moments. He's still alive, sadly. He's still alive. His entire life is one shitty moment. He wants to basically like run the whole ship himself and take on the Guadon. Yeah, yeah. fucking. Bright's just like fuck off, dude. Can we like please get one supply, one singular supply? He's constantly just like. Oh, where are you? Where were you? Why weren't you here? Right, like, and he doesn't know shit. He doesn't know right. shit about shit. Yeah, Bright knows shit about fucking shit. Fucking business, dog. You're like 23 years old. Why are you like this? Bright is like literally out here helping repair the hull, and like fucking Wong's like, what? What do you mean we can't go attack the uh, the the Dugosa gear or whatever? <laughs> it's like you're an officer. You shouldn't be helping save lives on the ship. Fuck that. I wish Wong weren't like every fucking shitty boss manager who doesn't actually know what he's doing and so feels the need to kind of yell at people and tell them what to do anyway. Ugh. Yeah, the, the worst part about Wong is that he's an effective character. Yeah, the worst part about Wong <laughs> is you look at him and you're like, I know this guy in real life. The worst part about Wong is that he hasn't been had his head fortunately removed by a rocket launcher from Shar Asnabal. That is That is the worst part about Wong. Also, like, Wong did the exact same thing when he ran the, the AU base on the moon. He was out there in a fucking petite mobile suit fixing stuff. Like, yeah, it was like a prick. <laughs> yeah. The only good thing he's ever done. Rules for me, not for thee. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the scene at which I realized that La Vie en Rose was, like, a place and not, like, a, a state of mind. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um,. You know, I didn't, so yeah, I'm just kind of picturing you go there. <laughs> Love Me on Rose is the Margaritaville of space. Yeah. <laughs> Except instead of, like, Jimmy Buffett, it's Edith Piaf. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you walk, you know, instead of wearing, you know, a, a Hawaiian shirt and drinking a margarita, you're wearing a beret and smoking a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Plays the fucking Ratatouille music whenever you walk in. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, ah, you need something fixed on your ship. Oui, oui, on omelette du fromage. <laughs> oh, je voudrais la vie en rose. <laughs> thank you, Colin. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you for your impressive control of your vocal instrument. Oh! <laughs> Rekua waters a cactus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, She's hanging in her shitty old room. 
and she ends up yeah. getting a she ends up getting a DM. She doesn't know from who though. But yeah. like she she hears it's like different, right? It's the noise itself isn't like the usual new type alert noise. It's like weird it's like a weird vibe tinge new type alert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, Oh, gotta go open my notifications and see what that is. Um Guess I'll go to space. I do just wanna say that I love she just Rebecca will water a cactus. With and an eye drop. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's getting better. Alas. It's very sad. Yeah. She's getting better at what cost? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, she goes to check out the vibe and sort of suits up, but is like, I'm going to deploy. Yeah, and then Quattro runs into her and is like, no, you're not. You were shot <laughs> a minute fine? ago. I know I never came to see you in the hospital, but you're definitely not fit to pilot. <laughs> yeah. We get we get the most raw line ever from her Fucking in this scene. get his ass. It is so good. Like, basically, he's like, yeah, don't go, Reko, you can't do this. And she just, like, fucking turns to him and says, have you done anything to convince me not to go? Yeah. Like, oh, literally. take him down. Yeah. What have you, name one thing you fucking done for me, bitch. <laughs> Bye. It's good. It, like, you definitely, it does a, such a good job of, like, he- making the audience feel that, like, fucking frustration she has for him. Because, like, you know, he means well, but by meaning well, he hasn't actually done anything. I mean, does he? Well, <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I guess it's it's not meaning well. It's, like, trying to keep Rekawa, like, at baseline, I guess, if anything. Yeah. It, is this is... He? <laughs> it definitely feels like he's he he puts the minimum amount of effort into this relationship because he knows that Rekko is an asset to Ayug, and that's really the only reason he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Quattro problematic moments. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the most problematic Quattro moment is that he hasn't killed Mr. Wong yet. Yep. <laughs> um, the next scene is very exciting to me. We find out what's in the boxes, and it's a bunch of fake mobile suit balloons. <laughs> yeah, Baluna! it's a party. Happy birthday, Baluna! <laughs> Marasai! Yeah. It's just, it's it's just so funny to me. I love that Zeta's leaning so heavily into, like, balloon technology. Oh, yeah. Man. Hey, it's... have you thought about a minion with Yazan's hair? <gasps> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make an alert on my phone to remind me to do something later on this week. Oh, what are you doing later? That don't mind me. None of your fucking business. <laughs> but yeah, Yazan leaves one of his boys in the Hamrabis uh, in charge of the the uh, Marasai balloons just to keep them moving and looking like a real like you know squadron uh, while they go yeah, off ma- to ma- attack. Make sure the you wiggle some of them occasionally. Make them look less <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah, balloons. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the sort of the Argument team launches like Camille Emera Emer Emer. Ebba and Rekua is out here. Rekua is just fucking yeah. spaced. In pain, yeah. in space, spaced out, zonked out. Yeah. She's DMs, on so many painkillers. DMs all over the place. Listen, that's why the doctor tells you not to operate heavy machinery after you take Vicodin. You're not supposed to be in a fucking mobile suit. <laughs> exactly. The heaviest machinery of all, a nuclear robot. <laughs> You know, maybe she thinks that, like, under gravity, because, like, you know, I guess with no gravity, they don't have any weight that doesn't count as heavy machinery. Mm, okay, <laughs> yeah, sure. But she's yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, they should have they should have said, like, a hi- high mass machinery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to change all the, the, the f- small print on all medicines when we go to space. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Rekawa thinks that it's Camille is the one that's been psychic DMing her for a minute. Uh, right. but you know, he comes over to be like, Hey, listen, you shouldn't be out here. You're not, you're not cleared for this. But, uh, then they get, they get attacked. Fucking like drop calls with like number not recognized. And he's like, who the fuck is calling me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, you see, there's no other way. There's no other way to do outreach with everything going on with, you know, the Titans. So if you really, if you want to, if you want to turn out that vote for AU, it means that we have to send psychic DMs and it sucks and I hate it, but it's where we are. Vote for AU. They're fine. <laughs> vote for AU. They're not the Titans. Yeah, God. Sh- shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, the- Camille has a big gun. Cam- Camille has the big gun. At some point, like, Camille and Quattro and Emma sort of make it over to, like, the Wall of Marasize, and they're like, uh, fuck. And they, like, have to radio back to the ship. And, like, yeah. at, at some point, after they do this, I, we, we have a fun scene on the bridge where Bright finally tells Wong to, like, chill the fuck out, homie. Yeah! You are not <laughs> the helping the situation. Because he's, like, it's the middle of battle, and Wong is still running around the bridge like some tool, just, like, trying to cause problem, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, Rekawa's just, like, fucking... Rekawa has penguin disease at this point. Like, she's just... I'm she, sorry? <laughs> oh, wait, do you not know about penguin madness? No. So this is a thing that happens with emperor penguins where occasionally they'll get they'll get uh, uh, penguin madness, um, where they will simply start wandering off into just, uh, uh, like, the, the wilds of Antarctica until they freeze to death. Yeah, me too. <laughs> So yeah, Rick was getting the call from space and just keeps flying off into it. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, the note I have is that Paptimus is like remote controlling her with the, the click remote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's finally in the range of his Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. And he's just got the little Joy-Con, be like left, right, up, down, A, B. Um, mm-hmm. He has assumed control. <laughs> Yeah, and he has assumed control. Ah! Thanks, Rush. Um, But yeah, like, she's just gets fucking wrecked. Like, I think Yazan specifically comes over and is just... uh, Oh, yeah, because they discovered that that they're space dummies. Yazan is like, ah, shit, fuck, and, like, comes over and starts wrecking shop with... Yeah, he, like, blows off both the Methus' arms and one of its legs... And, like, at this point in this battle, they both get their new type moment for each other, right? Like, Rekua sort of sees, like, Yazan's silhouette, and she's like, is it you? Are you the one who's calling me? And Yazan sees a naked lady, and he's like, oh, fuck, dude, hell yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> does, does he see her? Because I interpreted this as just, it's, like, her out-of-body experience where, like, she can't control her mobile suit, she can't control her body, because fucking Paptimus has paused her or whatever, and that, like, she's having a one, and that Yazan isn't really having much of a new type one i thought it was yazan well i know the way he sort of was like he's reacting to something here yeah like he says he thinks he he thinks it's an illusion or a trick that's being played on him and that's why he Mm -hmm. keeps fighting harder so yeah i think i think yeah it could very much also be sort of him picking up on paptimus's wi-fi hitting rekawa since they're right next to each other yeah, because he um, has p- picked up on Paptimus's vibes before. So, like, he, oh. he, we know he can, like, feel the sh- stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because they definitely make it a point in the last, like, either last week or the week before where they de- say, like, yeah, he's not a new type. He's just, like, is really intuitive. So yeah. I think it yeah. might be that where he's, since he's so near Rekua, he's, like, f- sort of feeling what Paptimus is putting out there for her. Yeah. He, okay, you know, yeah, he, sure. he can't produce yeah. the content, but he can consume the content. I wish yeah. I didn't have to produce content. Alas. But unfortunately, you're a fucking new type. 
Ugh. Yeah. Lame. The thing I got from Sirocco like the last couple of times is it also kind of feels like he's he injects his juice into all the people under him. And so like, uh, you know, like Reko is feeling the Sirocco vibes, but he, she's feeling them through Yazan. Like, like, oh, he, okay. he is yeah. just radiating oh. the Sirocco vibes. He's a he's like a Wi-Fi extender. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, that tracks. That tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, eventually, like, she gets ejected from her suit, and she's just, like, zonked out, not even doing anything, so he ends up, like, grabbing her in the Hombrabi, and is like, huh. Anyway, and just, like, takes her... Before before that, there's, like, a very, um, they have a little bit of a kind of uh, a sword fight in the erotic sense. Yeah, um... Oh, right, oh, yeah, that was a because, weird little thing Because, you know, did, the, 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 the Hombrabi has this sort of big... Ovipositor. phallic weapon. Yeah, the big the spiky just, tail. Yeah, that comes out and and stabs the Methus's big sort of phallic protrusion there, and uh, it's it's normal. Uh huh. It's very it's normal. It's called docking. Um, and <laughs> some people are into it. <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, I mean, it would be Yazan, right? <laughs> it really would be Yazan. Yeah. Um, but he ends up like retreating with his team, taking Rekua. And when we cut back to the Argama, fucking everyone thinks she's dead because, you know, the meth is blew up and they can't find Rekua's body. So, yeah. you know. I mean, it's a logical conclusion to draw. It's, a, it's an extremely logical conclusion. You know, you can't fault them for not knowing. I mean, it is pretty unlikely for you to be out of space and just kind of, you know, the bastard man of Yuzan just, like, holds you gently in his hands and takes you back to his evil Wi-Fi lair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fa's, like, absolutely fucking out of it she thinks that she's the reason that Rekoa died and then Camille's like no it's not your fault dude we all know whose fault this is uh yeah oh god but it's like until the like end of this scene you know Camille is like fa fa don't fa come on fa don't blame yourself like Ms. Rekoa like chose to go out there it was her choice which you know, I'm very impressed with Camille admitting that admitting that a woman has any kind of agency here. So you know, kudos to him. But then he just does does kind of immediately go to Quattro's room and is like, "Fuck you! This is all your fault." Yeah, he he does a hit again, and it, it does funny knock off Quattro's glasses again. Um, right before that, we do get the fun scene of Bright and Quattro ganging yeah. up on Wong and uh, agreeing mm-hmm. that they're going to. La vie en rose. La vie en rose. Rien de rien. I love Inception. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the final shot of this episode is, you know, after after Camille knocks out Quattro and, like, reads in the riot act for, uh, you know, uh, not not the, like, being there for Rekka, Rekawa, like, emotionally, we just get, uh, you know, Quattro with his glasses knocked off and just commenting on how the cactus flowers have finally blossomed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... Instead of, you know, Quattro sunglasses off, instead of... Uh, acknowledging responding to mentioning anything about his own fuck-ups mistakes or feelings that have resulted in the supposed death of a woman he just kind of looks at a cactus and says some ominous vague shit that means nothing well it does mean a bit because the cactus is Reco's recovery cactus but (laughs) typical quattro typical quattro it is weird quattro's gonna be quattro's Oh man, what do you think it means that Rekua put all of her plants away except for the cactus? Couldn't mean anything. Couldn't be themes. It couldn't be anything that she would leave out the sort of like famously most hardy plant that can survive in myriad conditions. That's the only one that's left out. And is also covered in spines that makes it difficult to get close to. 
Mm. And it's also usually mm. pretty fucking juicy. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. That's the part we got to focus on. I think some of them. Yeah. If you drink the juice, you get totally fucking wicked. <laughs> I love oh, yeah. that. Is that a motherfucking Avatar: The Last Airbender reference? <sighs> did that? I guess that did happen in Avatar. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But it also I'm, happens in real life. So. No, it happened in the TV show first. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's episode. Yeah. Kind of a nutty one. More like well, not so much nutty, but more cactusy. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. Spiny. Kind of a spiny yeah. one. Juicy. Thorny. <laughs> Thorny. Mm. All right. Uh, what we got next? Hit it. Episode 35, Storm over Kilimanjaro. So I'm recapping this one. We are at the Argama. The Argama is doing plans to join in with the Kilimanjaro operation, whatever that is. Camille is here. He's mad at Quattro. He's taking his, uh, all his anger out on Quattro. He's also kind of super stressed about the fact that, oh, maybe they're going to be in Earth. Oh, Earth. I remember Earth. I remember four. Ah. So, but yeah, it's just stuff goes down. They launch. There's a space fight. In the space fight, the Hyakushiki gets its head blown off or gets beamed in the head and starts falling to Earth. Camille is like, oh fucking shit, I'd better go and save uh, the Hakushiki. So he does that with Zeta, gets them both down to Earth. We cut to the Kilimanjaro operation. The Adumla's here. They're doing guerrilla warfare or whatever. Hakushiki and Zeta arrive. They decide to join in by going up the mountain and taking a little dip. Because, hey, snow and ice, why liquid? There's liquid water here. That's weird. Let's have a little swim. Quattro and Camille go for a swim and they swim right into a Titan base. That, oh, this seems to be a sort of a, a, one of their new type bases because, god damn it, there's a green-haired girl in a chair doing psycho-testing stuff and, and that, that's kind of weird. Um... We see Psycho Gundam, who's seemingly being piloted remotely by the green-haired girl. I wonder what who she is. We find out who she is. Uh, shit kicks off. Psycho Gundam go- goes psycho mode. Shit goes down. The gang escape from the base, and they get saved by Amuro Ray, who has a cool new mobile suit. That's about it. That's about it. It was like, when I realized we were going to go back to Earth, I was like, I don't want to fucking see Amuro again. I mean, mainly I didn't want to see Bell Torchica, but I also don't, I don't, I don't care Amuro anymore. I'm very much Andy Toy Story. I don't want to play with you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's, I'm, 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 he's, he's like very much like very neutral in these episodes. He does, he hasn't done anything to make me mad yet. Yeah. He's, he's become neutral type. <laughs> he, Normal he, he's one. like he's like he's present type. He's not so new, but he's still like current. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, he is so incidental in this whole part that I completely forgot he was even in the show. Still. Oh, it, it could be literally <laughs> yeah. anyone else piloting the the um Jide in it. Yeah. Uh, What's so it yeah, called? Let me write uh, that down. J i d e h. I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it um, Jide, Colin? No, it's it's uh you you got the consonants backwards. Oh, oh, it's a, it, it's, it's a the DJ. It's yeah. the DJ. Yeah. The D-I-G-E-H. Uh, it's yeah. got cool little wings. It's basically, okay. um, uh, it's a Gelgoog that fucks. Um, it's, a, it's a cool Gelgoog. Yeah. I know you think I've... Gelgoog's cool, Sarah. Sorry. <laughs> Gelgoog is cool. What? Yeah, this is this is the cooler Gelgoog. Yeah. It's a very cool mobile suit. I like it a lot. I've written down that Amuro got his own version of the Kate Bush 1979 stage outfit, <laughs> wing costume for himself. Good for him. Good for uh, him. So yeah, the, the radish ends up leaving La Vie en Rose. 
Yeah. And uh, Argama's still docked there. Yeah. The orphans have a funny little comedy moment where they're afraid that they broke Haro. So yeah. they go to Camille to fix it. And he just I tells mean, them they, to fuck they off. I did, mean, they did break Haro, though. Yeah. Haro's they did. Bro- oh, yeah, yeah. Broke. Haro is broken. His soul has left his body. He's no longer operable. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Haro, Haro is I'm- dead. Long live Haro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Camille is, like, trying to fucking chill because this is the first time he's experienced like a weekend in several months um and he's like no no mate like i'm not gonna yeah he just I'm wants gonna, to write in his little journal with off, his poetry and yeah, yeah he's got like weeks of diary entries to c- catch up on yeah it's right. it's nothing but um just various lincoln park uh lyrics inspired by four you know <laughs> yeah 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 um at one point, we sort of see Quattro in the halls talking to Fa as she goes over, and she's like, "Yeah, they're gonna like search the ship again. You might want to hide those kids. Are you want to keep them around? Are yeah. You are the kids that the kids the Quattro brought up in here for like no reason, like okay. not not his problem anymore." <laughs> Well, I mean, he does kind of suggest to Far that she sort of sequesters them away. So maybe he feels slightly responsible. A little bit. But he's not their mother. Yeah. Yeah, he's not their mother. He could possibly do any kind of mother thing. He's man. Yeah, <laughs> no. Man. Men are supposed to be politicians and leaders, and women are supposed to be caretakers. That's what the show keeps ramming down our fucking throat every that's episode. The th- that's the thesis of Zeta Gundam. <laughs> Spitting it like, fuck you. I'm, I am pressing S. <laughs> Yeah, um, but you know they're having this conversation. Camille walks past and just blanks Quattro in the most savage way possible. Yeah, epic. Oh yes, get his ass, get his ass. Uh, Fa does, you know, he gives Camille a very stern look, and he agrees to fix uh, Haro for the kids, and he does. So that's good at yeah. least. Yeah. <laughs> and then we cut to Brighton Quattro. Yeah, they're they're fucking talking about how great it is that Mister Wong isn't here. Thank God. Yeah. I'm so happy that fucker's... Like, he's not dead, but he's not in my view, so it's fine enough for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have little enough object permanence that I can kind of pretend he's dead. I've already forgotten his name and face. Who? I, I, have, gold, I have goldfish brain. He might as well yeah. be Miho from Yu-Gi-Oh! Season 0. <laughs> um, and then we... Our next scene is sort of like, you know, Quattro and Wong are talking... Or Quattro and Bright are talking about, like, yeah, they're gonna... They're going to kill Manjaro with Karaba... We're we're finally going back to Carabas. We we've like recovered from our pasta food coma and we're back for more. <laughs> yeah, and we get we get like a, a like a briefing room scene next. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that's when because you know Camila's at the briefing room scene and they're like time to go to Earth and Camila's like oh shit Earth oh that's where fucking four is from and then he just kind of <laughs> like he does a thing where he finds something in the meeting to yell at Quattro about and so just so he can yell at Quattro. Well, it's it's because he finds out they're not actually going to Earth, so he can't go back to where his four memories are. Instead, they're just going to hang out in orbit and just, like, shoot Kilimanjaro from space to distract it so that Karaba can move in and, and deliver the pasta. And he's just so upset that they're not physically going there to help Karaba, and definitely not so that he can go back to Earth and be sad about four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's, it's a temper tantrum yeah uh and eventually yeah. just leaves and even you know when when he does leave he proceeds to then like chastise himself about uh you know not even really having ground to like to argue with quattro because he's just as dumb and stupid because he can't stop right. thinking about four <laughs> yeah he can't, the, he can't justify he, it he does kind of set himself oh i i shouldn't take this out on quattro that's like the very fucking first time he's thought that. Good for him. Yeah, <laughs> growth. like yeah. growth. Yeah, um, we end up seeing that he he fixed 
he fixed Haro for the kids. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And Haro, and we find Haro this thanks out. him. <laughs> we yeah. find this out by the fact he nearly just gets brained by Haro in the corridor, who's hovering perfectly at head height, waiting for Camille. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a fucking Ka- Let chaos reign. Chaos reigns. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, like, gives Haro to the kids. He's like, yeah, it's yours now. Congratulations. You got yeah. it. Yeah. They sign some yeah. adoption papers, and they're legally parents. <laughs> they're parents of Haro. <laughs> Good for yeah. them. Uh... And then he asks Fa to look after Rekua's cactus for literally no particular reason. Uh, Probably not symbolic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, when you're a gal, you go to water your pal's cactus. That, that's, whoa. That's the thing. It's because it's, Rekua was a woman and so is Fa, which is why a woman has to be the one taking care of plants. Yeah, cactuses need women's touch. Exactly. Probably. Probably. Something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, then we get some sick fucking horns. I yeah. was just about to say yes. the exact same thing. This is the sickest riff I've heard in my life. Holy shit. Uh yeah, we get we get some dark fucking brass as we uh, get introduced to the Titans' newest mobile suit, the Barzams. It looks like a fucking <laughs> cop. It, there's something about that blue and yellow color scheme that makes it look like a fucking cop. This robot looks like the most marketable mobile suit in this show so far. You think? Yeah. Like I could, I could look at like it's it's got it's blue, it's cool, it's got yellow bits, it's got a cool crest. Like these things got to be flying off the shelves. I don't even know what they are, but like I'd buy one if I was seven. I'd get my parents to buy one if I was seven. Uh, it's definitely got more of that kind of like when when Xeon suits get the kind of like royal guard influence they occasionally have. That's what mm. they kind of look like. It kind of feels like they mm. they bought these off of Axis or something, but I don't think sure. they actually did. It does kind of have like a, you know, with mobile suits, there's certain design elements that are reminiscent of of um, p- body parts. I'd say mm-hmm. um, the Barzam has kind of a big peepee hole. <laughs> I don't know if y'all have noticed that. Yeah, no, it looks like it's got a big peepee cannon. <laughs> it has it has a big it has a little a big old hog cannon, don't it? Yeah. Who doesn't Who doesn't love to fire their peepee at the enemy? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It just yeah, kind of... it's just kind of, and, and it doesn't help pew, that it's pew. like hot. It's highlighted in red too, which is like you only really see red on like the sort of thrusters on the legs. So like the fact that the red is like smack dab where the where the honker is is like okay. Well, I mean, this it's pretty yonic. Okay, okay, all right, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's it's a cloaca. We'll say just like yeah, it is. It is. It's cloacic. It's an all-purpose th- hole. <laughs> Peak mobile suit performance. Yeah, it does have very wide childbearing hips. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. Also, it has like a really, really small torso. It's like more. It's mostly legs, and that's saying a lot for yeah. like a Gundam suit. You know, it's sort of a sphere. Yeah, like it's really yeah. like it's much shorter than we're used to, but it's also really fucking wide. Like this is just a funky little mobile suit. Okay, you know, yeah. I'm, the more I look at it, the more I like it. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, me yeah. too. It's, 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 it's becoming it's less marketable to me. It's, it's not the it's not the it's I will say it's not the coolest suit that we're introduced to in these series of episodes because later on there's something I'm gonna fucking mark out over. But mm-hmm. until then, yeah. So basically, Yazan is like leading a squadron of he has his own Hamburabi squadron, but he also like gets this Barzam squadron to sort of play around with while he does his nasty space crime. Yeah, good for yeah. him. He's earned it. Yeah, I- I'm proud of him. And then the the saga of the. Uh... Hong Kong holotapes continues in this next scene because I, I didn't catch this one. C- Camille, Camille, and people are like they're they're about to like launch and uh, what's his face? Thessaly is his is, is, is what his name is. 
your man like kind of goes past and is like as Camille is launching and he's like, Hey, if you get to Earth, buy me another hollow tip. Yo, give me some more corn, bro. <laughs> God, I completely sa- missed that. <laughs> the saga continues. It's good. Um and yeah, then then they then they launch and shit kicks off. But you know, I just I just did, didn't want us to miss the No, most yeah, it's important, it's important to note. Th- oh. This is this will probably be like the final main plot point of Zeta, as I'm yeah, sure yeah, we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean th- this is the A plot. This is the yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the AU plot. Yeah. Because he's buying A grade porn. Yeah. Uh but yeah, Argama's shooting missiles and lasers down at Mount Kilimanjaro. Uh Kilimanjaro's firing stuff back, but they're not really hitting anything, and then they see Yazan. Uh, and his boys are moving in, uh, so they all sortie, and before too long, um, uh, you know, they, they're, like, they're throwing electrified yo-yos at, at Zeta. Yeah, they are just like yo-yos, Yu-Gi-Oh. aren't they? Yeah. Just like Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> just like Yu-Gi-Oh! Miho is here, they're fighting with yo-yos again, it's just like season zero of, yo- of yo- Yo-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Yo-Yo Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yo-Yo! <laughs> and, and, like, yeah, they're electrified, and at one point, basically, like, Quattro comes in to like sort of cut the the wires off of Camille because he's getting hit with them a lot, and then like, and then like I, I guess it's probably Izan who like just fucking domes the Hyakushiki with it and yeah. like totally knocks it out, and it just like starts plummeting to earth. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Camille has to go Dorito mode to save him, and Bright tells Camille to to basically like just keep going into orbit, uh, rescue Quattro, and uh, meet up with Karaba down in, in uh, Africa. That he's he's giving him the 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. Someone remarks that like oh or no I think yeah it's 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 Quattro is in the thing and he's like oh Earth's gravity is pulling me in. Uh, huh. Wonder does it sure, I mean I, I just, don't, just, kind really. of a weird kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah, a bit of a weird yeah. thing to say. Um, weird thing to say when you're that... having a bad emotional time and lost in what your identity is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Quattro says that. I don't know who says that. It might be Bright. But I know that Quattro is kind of like in the Hyakushiki just plummeting to Earth. And he he, he kind of is like, uh, guess I'll die. Yeah, he's like, this is fun. Yeah. He's so yeah. sweaty. <laughs> he's really, well, it's, it's hot, you know. The Hyakushiki yeah. starting to burn up in the atmosphere. And it's probably going to get a little spicy inside the cockpit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a But even once they, they kind of like make it, uh, you know, uh, Camille saves them, they make it down. We see a bunch of giraffes and shit. Uh, and it's then they're sad. just kind of flying along. And uh, Quattro is still all sweaty and freaked out and even like said, like, you know, uh, uh, like comments on Camille, like just kind of like being in control and like, you know, taking charge of the situation when he can't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good for him. Like. And yeah, so like Camille like sort of, you know, gets them to Kilimanjaro, which um it's Yeah, it's like a ground. Titan base or something. Um and like it's like the Titan base, isn't it? I don't know. It's it like doesn't... the Titan base on Earth, I believe, like the big one. Right, Colin? Yes, yeah, this is so, uh is this is kind this... of the other big Titan base, because uh Jamatov Hyman's here. <laughs> is this where they moved to when they moved out of Jaburo? Uh probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Okay, that makes sense. Wow, I love it. Very cool. The Earth Federation constantly like sort of industrializes and ruins like famous natural landmarks around the world. Yeah. First the Amazon, then this beautiful, beautiful mountain in Africa. Listen, yeah. they're simply resources. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, uh, Quattro and Camille are kind of like coming around the backside of the mountain so they don't get shot up by Caraba, uh, and are you know um, just kind of looking around. We see a bunch of mobile suits fight, and then out comes, out of a cave, comes Psycho Gundam. Damn. 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 Damn, boy. Damn. I don't That's have that anymore. thick-ass boy. 
that's a thick ass. Say you in a thick ass boy. <laughs> Big Boy Season Psycho Gundam is back in digi-egg form. Yeah, um, uh, and yeah, sort of like, um, uh, C- C- Camille is like, oh, fuck, Jesus. Oh, yeah, this is, this is when they find the lake and stuff. Um, and like, Camille is like, oh my fucking god, it's Psycho Gundam, uh, uh. And Quattro is like, what is that? Because he never saw Psycho Gundam. Oh, yeah, he was never on Earth. Yeah. yeah. He, like, well, left he, at that he, point, I think. He left before the sh- shit happened. So, like, he right. doesn't know what this is. Yeah, he's like, wow, that's a cool robot. <laughs> yeah. <he> just. <laughs> wow. um, but, like, Camille, he's, like, having a one, but he can also, he's like, oh, I can tell that this isn't four. This doesn't feel like four. That's not four. Yeah. <sighs> uh yeah quattro dives into the uh the reservoir because he figures hey this water isn't frozen so that means it's probably coming from the base uh and camille despite being told to watch over the mobile suits follows him um and they make it inside they're basically in like the sewer system of the base uh camille's very upset that they aren't cleaning their wastewater uh and uh yeah uh, they start sensing just some incredibly bad vibes as the score in this part of the show gets fucking absolutely hogbonkers. Oh my god. Oof, 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 oh yes. my god. Yeah, like, Camille is doing the thing when I get tinnitus where he just kind of, like, clutches his brain and yells, should I be yeah. worried that I have tinnitus? Maybe. I did not Impo- know. Impossible to say. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, sometimes I just hear a whine and I'm like, shit, am I podcasting too much? No, I mean, anyway. <laughs> I, I, get, I, get, I feel like I get auditory hallucinations every so often. It's probably normal. Yeah. So Camille's having an auditory hallucination. Um, yeah. And so is Quattro, incidentally, at yeah. the same time. But like Quattro, Quattro is just kind of like, oh, I'm sensing some strong thoughts. Whereas Camille's like on the floor. Yeah, I wonder. Maybe, 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 maybe there's a maybe there's a, like a maybe a reason why it's affecting Camille a lot more than it's affecting Quattro. Who's to say? Yeah, he's um, older. Okay, uh, it, it's like how old people can't hear certain frequencies. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. It it could be whatever's making this this fucking slowed down uh, uh, Doctor Who Tardis noise, or it could just be that Camille is simply more opened up to being a new type than Quattro is. Finally, <sighs> he heals it. He hears that nasty theremin real good. <laughs> Yeah. Um. And they're 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 infiltrating. They're they're you know he keeps on hearing that weird nasty headache noise. Um. And he he follows the smell. He follow he floats up. It's like a fucking stinky ass pie and Tom and Jerry. He's floating on that scent trail. <laughs> uh. And then fucking who do we see hooked up to the fucking brain machine? I know. Just like another girl with green hair. Like oh my god, how many of these did I have? These these yeah. these funky women are just flying off the shelves, aren't they? Yeah. So they've they've like you know after four died a few episodes ago, they brought in another girl with green hair, and she's like you know piloting the psycho Gundam remotely, but it's also like torturing her because you know the psycho Gundam is much more than a one girl power machine, and she can't like do it. Hyman's just kind of watching this like. Turn up the dials. It's it's, it's very it's very Ava. Yeah, it is very Ava, and it also it's like someone literally, 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 someone comes up to Hymum and is like, "Sir, this is an effective use of girl power." <laughs> and then they turn off the machine. Yeah. <sighs> uh, you know, uh, Quattro and Camille uh, then run into Jamatov in the hallway, and Quattro just starts fucking just fucking firing off shots at him. He doesn't uh, hesitate. Yeah. Like it's it's on site. 
Yeah, and Hyman like dodges all of them, so I don't know if that old man is like some fuck some fucky going on with his brain too. Yeah. Who his, knows? His bodyguard totally fucking eats it though. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, he's he's just simply doing his job well. Yeah. Um, and then how we know that this this man truly is uh, uh, one of the big villains. Uh, the they they run into the kind of like little new type lab, uh, and uh, he locks them in there. Uh, Quattro starts to shoot through the glass, only for him to say. Uh, uh, you know, I would have expected more out of Char Aznavel or Qu- Lieutenant Quattro. So, like, he knows. He's he's yeah. here for it. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he says the red comet has hit rock bottom. Bottom. Ooh. Get his ass. So good. Bottom. Such a good line. <laughs> um, and it's just, oh, he, like, locks him in there. Yeah, like, Quattro's fucking Char node is activated because he's, like, shaken and shit. Yeah. Yeah, he does not like being called that. Um, meanwhile, our little, our little cyber two, new type wakes up, uh, and they finally look at her and it's four, but she doesn't recognize Camille. It, it's fucking weird. The, the way that we find this out is because Quattro is, doesn't like being called fucking impotent by Jamatov. And uh-huh. so he's like, all right, if I can't shoot you, then I'll shoot this, your precious princess in this room. And is just like about to take this girl hostage. Uh, but then she wakes the fuck up. Yeah. And she just, she has a big yawn and she's just like, mm, wow, I'm so tired. And then just walks out of the room and they follow her. <laughs> just like completely ignoring Camille. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah, like... I didn't realize it was four until this point. I legitimately well, thought it was a new girl. There's something this isn't weird. Uh, there's something, no, 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 no. There's something weird about her. She like, I mean, maybe it's been a while. I feel like four's hair looked a little different. Like she genuinely, she, she looks, very, looks a little different. It's, yeah, she? her hair is a it's little very bit tidy. longer. Like it's yeah. kind of like a neat sort of like bob, whereas before it was more like a pixie cut. Yeah, right. I, I guess it's like time has passed, which is like a cool detail, but like that really only served to confuse me because I'm like, oh, who's this? I mean, here's the thing: hair grows, and you can cut it and dye it. So, like for example, let's say somebody had like you know long pastel purple hair, and then uh-huh. they got in a really bad accident, and they had to they had to shave it all off, and then you know maybe they dyed it. Uh, teal or maybe like some some uh, mobile suit radiation changed their hair color. Who knows? That, I, that's the thing that could happen. And then, yeah, Four's hair just grows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll probably never fucking happen. <laughs> and, like, the, the whole sort of scene is, like, you know, Four is ignoring Camille. Char is trying to get Camille to stop. Camille's like, freaking the fuck out because his girlfriend is just, like, basically, like, ghosting him in person. <laughs> very, yeah. very sad. Uh, but, like, and it's also just freaky because she's not just ignoring him. She, like, literally can't see him. Seemingly, yeah, yeah. Like she, yeah. it's like she, it's as if she doesn't know that they're there. Yeah, or like when she does respond to them, she's treating them like they're the kind of regular technicians that are kind of around or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Quattro does tell him that he's going to be possessed by that girl if he doesn't like leave her alone. Which I is wonder fun. if he has like some sort of experience he's basing that statement on. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Quattro, I'm sure doesn't. Yeah, but yeah, Quattro she doesn't. she hops into the Psycho Gundam to pilot it like physically mm-hmm. and uh, goes out to go kill a bunch of uh, Karaba people. <laughs> Do her job. Yeah, so good. and it's just just the whole time Camille is just like four, four. Um, just trying Poor so hard Camille. to get to her, and like Quattro is like holding him back while she gets in Psycho Gundam and stuff. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. The boy is having feelings. Yeah, the boy ain't right. Um, and then I have a feeling because fucking Amuro's here. Yeah, yeah. Who gives Amuro. a shit anymore? And, 
The feeling is, <laughs> oh, hi, it's Amara. He's in a DJ. Yeah. This thing is funky looking. It's like the, the middle bit is like a really nice dark navy and like the arms and legs are like this really nice light, like turquoise color. It look, it's it's Gelgoog, but yeah. cooler. Yeah, I dig a, it a lot. It's a Gelgoog in like the Nemo color scheme. And then also it's got some funky little wings. Yeah. yeah. It, it does kind of look like the kind of wings that you wear when you're like dressed as an angel for Halloween, where they're just kind of on your back <laughs> and they don't really seem to do much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, like, they get in the way when you try and go into the bathroom stall or like when you're trying to kind of push past someone at the bar and your wings. Actually, they do serve a function. They help you get drinks. There you go. No, I mean, look, but mo- mo- mobile suits always have some fucking useless like piece of design. Them like fucking V fins on Gundams just look cool. I'm pretty sure they get in the way and they get bonked on a lot of stuff, but like they're there to look cool and be like, oh, that's neat. You know, it's like it's just there to be, yeah, cool wings. I'm sure they, I'm sure they like all do something in like the schematic pamphlets. It's that- it's probably it's probably like a wing binder or something. You know, probably got some verniers up in there. Yeah, but, yeah, they. They don't do anything. We know this. They don't do anything. They're useless. Yeah. They're just a fucking big hunk of metal. Hi- hang on, hang on a second. We gotta go yeah. back because looking cool is a use, and I don't wanna. I don't. I don't want us to dismiss. Okay, that. right. Yeah. That's important to know. They definitely mm-hmm. don't contribute to flight though, because he is still having to use a base jabber. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Yeah, like was here. Quattro Camille. Book it. Get out of the base. Yeah. Um. um Four does finally recognize Camille, but only as the one making her suffer, which, you know, we Uh-oh. love to hear. <laughs> Probably not good. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, Quattro and Amaro are just, like, trying to, like, fucking hold Camille back as he, like, refuses to fight her while she's just, like, shotgun blasting him with beams. Yeah. And yeah. Amaro fucking says to Quattro, he's like, uh, bro, it's happening again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should know the consequences of letting someone get too close to a new type. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but just because, like, Amaro is sort of, hey, Char, Char, how could you allow these two, how could you let him see that girl? This was your fault, kind of, <laughs> sentiment. It kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah. kind it's, it's like, Amaro, like, sent reports about this whole mission up to space, and, like, the one, the, there was a note for Quattro Vagina, and it said, do not let Camille back here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, his ex is here X by circumstance. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's kind of, that's more or less it for the episode. Like, they have to, like, retreat and regroup because you can't really fight the fucking Psycho Gundam, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Should we dive back into the soup? Back into the soup. Colin, uh, tell us about this normal episode. Oh, the totally normal episode of... Forever 4. How many ever? So, Quattro, Amaro, and Camille plan their next attack on Kilimanjaro. Camille infiltrates the base to find Four, and outside of the uh, Psycho Gundam influence, uh, she still remembers and loves him. Jared quickly discovers Camille is here and tries to capture them while Camille helps Four get some medication for her bad, bad headaches. Uh, they escape the mountain as Karaba attacks uh, to try and kill Jamatov Hyman as he escapes into space on a shuttle. Four is overtaken by the Psycho Gundam's killing intent, summons it to fight Karaba, and uh, Jared uh, takes out an experimental mobile suit to fight Camille. Uh, only for four to finally break her conditioning as Camille reaches out to her in time for uh, her to put herself between Camille and Jared as Jared goes in for a killing blow, uh, piercing the the uh, uh, cockpit of, of the Psycho Gundam with a beam saber, killing her, and uh, yeah, it's a bad time. <laughs> <gasps> Not <gasps> great. Episode itself, fucking incredible. The, the events <laughs> within the episode, pretty shitty. Um... We do open up with more giraffes, though. 
<laughs> we do. It's like, I, I feel so bad for these poor savannah animals having to deal with fucking missiles from space. Yeah. So, like, the last two, and I think, like, many, all the episodes that have been sort of in space and near the moon have opened with, like, a pan zoom of the moon and smooth space jazz playing. And this is the first, like, instead of that, we open with just, like, so th- there's, like, a little family and they say, welcome to Kilimanjaro. And then a giraffe runs past going, I'm a giraffe! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to shout out my favourite find there. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm a drag! <laughs> God. I'm just laughing, just thinking of what it is. Anyway. Um, anyway. We see some robots, and the robots are doing a pose as if they're cold. And I love it. Yeah, I, w- I literally noticed that too. It's like, when you look more closely, they're like doing the, the one knee down thing to like let the pilot off, but it really does look like they're like huddled up and shivering. Yeah. This poster, it says, if you're cold, they're cold. Bring them inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're camping in the snow. Uh, they've got they've got some of those big chunky tents and, uh, you know, Quattro they've has got... been given, is oh, Quattro has been entrusted with the right of command. Mm. Uh, <laughs> really? Because I think... In the sub, it says it's like, oh, he took command. Like he just he, it, it the the implication here is he came in and was like, all right, I'm in command now. I'm this is my show. We're doing what I say. Uh, in that the sub, Amro, uh, Amro like explicitly says that he has he is like first dibs on command since I guess right. Hi- uh, Hiato's not here. <laughs> it's so fucking good that Amro was like, yeah, Quattro, you're in charge. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I noticed. I think this is the first time Amro calls him Quattro. Yeah, interesting that he finally accepts that. C- c- seeing what will happen later at the end of the episode. Yeah, at well, um, Amro can smell Quattro's vibes right now, so he knows what's up. Uh, he knows what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He sm- he smells great. Smells like Helen Helen. Um, yeah. But that's only because the only thing Amaro can smell is Helen Helen because he's drenched right, sure. and stuff. Yeah. Just just fucking soaking, sopping with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to shout out everyone's like yellow snow coats. Yeah. It's like cool cold weather gear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cold weather gear. Yeah. Quattro mentions to Camille at some point that it's like, yeah, if you kill four, like, you're going to shut the fuck down, homie. Like, I know, like, you know, some if something happens to four, like, something bad will happen to you because you're so fucking caught up in her soup. Yeah, I think the exact words he used is he is he's going to be spellbound uh, spellbound by force power, which ooh, yeah. that's just a good phrase. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, spicy. Yeah, because he's like, oh, like so something about like, oh, Camille, like you're already kind of like functioning on a weird one, but imagine how much worse it would be if like four had died uh, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, <laughs> um, oh yeah, imagine how much worse it would be if four died. Um. Hopefully oh, that won't happen. Yeah, what uh, what experience could Quattro and Amro possibly be speaking from? Maybe a maybe a shared experience, mayhaps. Who, it was who, from that time say? that Four nearly died a few episodes. <laughs> yeah, ago. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Camille is convinced though that if they if they can defeat and destroy the Psycho Gundam, uh, Four will be out of its thrall, and that's that's his big goal, basically. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he basically like sneaks away. He f- drives off. He drives a little, a little like four by four. Uh, to the base, oh, and he's like, it's like a four by four. It's like a, a sort of like expedition scout truck kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, it's a jeep. It's a jeep. It's a, it's a jeep. Yeah. Um, I, my, my, my bit here is is the kind of the four part of the four by four. Oh, um, oh, like like four from Gundam. Yeah, like four it, themes, themes, yeah. themes, themes, characters, and facts. Yeah, I want to yeah. uh, shout out um 
the just because this scene like uh, Quattro goes for like a walk into the snow and like Camille follows him and just the whole scene it's just full of wind full of movement full of drama and just shout out to the animation yeah. animation in this episode like incredible yeah. oh in, in these couple ones because there's yeah. something I noticed that like when it's like when Yazan is in, in the second episode when he's like we're getting ready to like strike the finishing blow to the Zeta Gundam he Every fucking, like, mouth movement he makes is animated really well, weirdly well, when he says, like, you're finished or whatever. It's just, like, this one weird bit of, like, really good animation really struck me. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, later on in this episode, uh, I think, like, Camille falls down a mountain or something, and he's wearing this blue coat, and just, like, all the shading and different hues and tones on that coat are, like, perfectly outlined and, like, oh, yeah. uh... etched in. That gunpla check be hitting. I hate how good that Titans uniform looks because it looks so I cool. know, it's so <laughs> sick. Like it took me if ages else. to realize it was a Titans uniform. I was like, oh, Camille mm-hmm. has a cool blue coat. That's nice. Yeah, th- that's how like no one recognizes him until. Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult to pick up on, but he does have the Titans eagle on like one one shoulder. That's the only reason mm-hmm. I was able to realize it was a Titans uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. But he ends up driving over to the base, and he sees like a, a actually. A sort of like... I do have one more thing to mention about this scene is uh-huh. that like the tone of like Quattro talking about four is like so calculating mm-hmm. compared to Camille, who's like just drive for this is just pure emotion. I have to save her. I have to save her. And Quattro is like doing math women, but not in the confused way. Yeah, yeah. Quattro is doing the Zach Galifianakis thing from The Hangover, and Camille is like, "100, uh... percent you are my fucking Doyle friend." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I I think it's really interesting about, like, just Quattro in these couple of episodes, because, like, the animation is really focusing on his scar a lot more when it can. Like, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, when he takes off in, in the previous episode, like, his cut-in is just his eyes and the scar. And I think it's, we're really starting to see, like, you know, Quattro slip into more and more of that, that Char Asnabel persona of being this, this very calculated person. Uh, and it's more like Scar Asnabel. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Camille does a fun hang glider into the base. Uh, yeah, we, he I, does see a cool sort of like experimental under construction robot there. The, yeah, the, the big shout out to seeing the Homo Avis, my favorite machine in Zeta Gundam. <laughs> yeah, this will this will be at the top of our rankings when we when we do the the mobile suit tier list. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, speak for yourself. Certainly, will be on mine. Um, Four is chilling in the bathtub, though. Just, just yeah. hanging out. She gets a DM. She sees somebody joined the server, and she puts a towel on and, and heads out. <laughs> exactly like me earlier. I was chilling in the bath. I was, you know, purging all the bad vibes from my body. And then I got a little notification from a wow cool Discord that says, oh, Max, I'm chilling in the booth. And I, you know, left the bath and went to do a yeah. podcast. And that is exactly <laughs> you, what you had. You had your safety goggles on just like four does in this Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the thing is, I I did like band sewing today, so I just had them on my head while I was in the bathroom, and I thought it would be funny to put them on in the bathroom. It was funny. You're right. It was really funny. funny, So I sent you a picture. Listen. Yeah, listen. I don't have to explain all my actions. You don't. You know, especially if you're going to be using bath bombs, you want to make sure that you're wearing eye protection. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want any debris getting in there. If you're all out of no tier shampoo, it could be fucking messy. But luckily, you know, four, four is four says safety first. Um, yeah, uh, real quick. No, she says safety fourth. Like this, this, <laughs> this doesn't even have to make it into the episode. But are you guys aware that they have they have tried to like change the whole no tear thing to be no tears because they realized they couldn't actually like 
make shampoo that you, wouldn't cause your eyes to get irritated. Exactly. You get, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's a sign to not make you cry. Fucking anything gets in your eye, it's not going to feel good, chief. But there is it's going to be pretty bad, I think. There's been a Berenstain's Bears fucking, like, psyop that has even, like, re-recorded some of the dialogue for those old kids' shampoos so that it says no tears instead of no tears. My shampoo says no bears in it. And that's important to know. And they're we right. can fucking guarantee that. No bears in this here bottle of L'Oreal kids. Easy. <sighs> so yeah, uh four four gets out of the bath, no tears. We love it. Um we get to see four new out four's new outfit. It's really cute. I like it. <laughs> It yeah. looks okay. It's like her first outfit, that cool, like, was is like a big purple sort of like thingy. dress shawl like thing. Over, I can only over describe her, like, it as a thingy. Yeah, over yeah. black tights. Um, and now it's like she's like wearing like a red sort of like not leotard, but like it's tights and long sleeves. Yeah, um, it's it's like a full red bodysuit, and then just kind of like a cool thing to drape over it, which is honestly. I wish I wish that the future was here so I could just wear a fucking bodysuit all the time and then just put stuff over top of it. <laughs> oh my god. Like it, it black, teal and red is like just one of those color combinations that hits so good every time. Just mwah, delightful. <laughs> it's yeah. just it it's good, you know. Yeah, it's just like a simple black tunic. It's good drapery. Yeah. And it's good what, drapery. Yeah, and I like here like before Camille sees four down the corridor he'd like sees her like energy coming towards him and like her vibe approaching um before she does yeah Um, her glorious beautiful vibes and then she does a little trick yeah Uh, yeah forest trick yeah she's she's like uh, you know put your hands up and or or i'll shoot you i'm gonna turn you in and then he turns around and she does a little bang finger gun at him and it's very cute uh it's so cute cute. they're so happy to see each other i love this there's such a happy reunion for them and it's just like the most sinister thing, just the fact that she is completely fine, so happy, incredibly normal. It, like, it genuinely creeped me out. Yeah, how yeah, she was. yeah. And like, it's freaky that this, the fact that this is such a good, cute scene, and then that the show is using that to freak you the fuck out is, it's a good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, Zeta, Zeta, good occasionally. It turns out. We're okay, calling sometimes. it Zeta Goodum. Yeah, <laughs> Zeta Goodum. Hey, um, you know what? Yeah, uh, who else is here? Who's, who's you know what's who's also here? good? <laughs> my boy is here. My fucking fail son never fails to show up. Yeah, why is Jared? I know why Jared's here, but it's just like it's fucking comedy at this point that Jared's always there. And like you know, no matter the situation, he's gonna he limp in. He's got a crutch. crutch. It's great. <laughs> It has been about five years since Jared has had more than half of his bones intact. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like the, the the like sort of nurse woman is like, oh, but you've come here from space to receive treatment. So 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 he come he's gone to the fucking Kilimanjaro Kilimanjaro cyber new type lab to receive treatment. Okay, okay, okay. Sounds normal. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's. I don't nothing. think it's no. I don't think it's like the actual. I don't think it's a cyber new type lab. I think it's just the Titan headquarters and like. I think at this point, maybe they're trying to, like, the Titans are more consolidated because they're like, oh, shit, people are, like, Ayug's on our ass, Karaba's on our ass. So I think, I, I don't think he was sent there to, like, get brain disease. I think he was just sent there because it made sense to send him there because it's, like, yeah. the main seat of power for Titans on Earth. Yeah, like, I think they, they've had a lot of their bases blown up at this point. So it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. cool, here's the big one. We're also going to keep the Psycho Gundam here because that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's, that's just incidental. Jared, you're here to get your bones back. 
Yeah, yeah. He's at first like, oh, I need to go check. I need to go like beat up Karaba. I need to get revenge. And the nurse is like, no, don't do it. You're you're fucked up and you'll get owned again. And then he <laughs> sees Camille and Four walking oh down a hallway God. and is suddenly just like, I'm gonna go peacefully watch what the what's happening in the battle. Thank you, nurse. <laughs> I love. His, he's so good at, like, getting his demeanor change whenever he sees this fucking kid. He's like, oh, I just saw my nephew run down the hall. Hold on one moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so Camille and Four, they've sort of, they're running around the base. They find, like, an empty room to make out in, basically. Yeah. Well, it's it's Four's room. Uh, it's Four's and she's room. got a mini fridge full of Coca-Cola and guava juice. Coca-Cola. Juice. I fucking love guava juice. She also has a gun in the fridge, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, I think it is here, and it is also there, um, because yeah, like Camille is sort of suspicious. She's like, "Why the? F- it's too normal. This is too normal. That it's, it's fucked up that she's normal again. What the hap is fucking?ing She was completely different earlier." So he kind of like casually, sort of emotionally speaking, leans to the on the wall and is like, "So what about you? Your, your, what about your uh, your memories?" And then as soon as he fucking mentions for his memories, and she's in the fridge and. Her hand starts trembling over the gun that she keeps in the fridge. And there's a big fucking moment here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which kind of just sort of, she manages to dispel uh, and then just turns yeah. around with the guava la croix. Yeah. She has like a sort yeah. of like, uh, in her head, she sees her handler. It's like, if you kill A, you, you get your memories back for shoot the boy. Well, uh, oh man, I don't even think it's that anymore, which we're going to see as this episode goes on. Cause like she does, I, I think she is just, her head is fucked at this point. Cause she does admit yeah. that she, she becomes a completely different person and like, isn't aware of what's going on when she goes in the psycho Gundam. You're not you when you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you when you pilot a cyber new type, uh, Gundam. Maybe I always. Saying is maybe this whole situation could have been avoided if Four is given a delicious Snickers bar. <laughs> she loves the caramel, she loves the nuts, she loves the chocolate, don't we all, folks? But listen, we saw that the way that she went from like mean Four to nice Four was by taking a delicious bath. A delicious bath? Yeah. A nice calming bath. So. Well, maybe. Maybe in the future, uh, bath bombs have a little bit of flavor to them, so you're able to drink up some of it. The problem Snickers is, is they're only bomb. letting her eat right twice. Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> she needs the left Twix. <laughs> look, look, look. Full disclosure: when that ca- ad campaign started, I very much did think there was some sort of quantifiable difference between the two. And at this point, I think there still might be. It's it's always left Twix for me. I look. I Sarah Snickers bath bomb is such a good fucking idea. Snick, like in development here at Wow Cool Robot. TM 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 TM. Yeah yeah yeah. Max, you should start making hey. your own bath bombs. I'm sure it can't be that hard. Oh, uh, probably not. Uh, if you see like a news article in a week or two about like my house getting blown the fuck up because I tried to do chemistry, oh, just ignore that. It's actually really, really easy. Um, uh, there's a there's a how to dr- uh, the YouTube channel how to drink that I I follow for a lot of like cocktail bullshit has like uh-huh. a has a, a a tutorial on how to make like drink bombs, which are basically the exact oh. same thing, just made with like uh you know like culinary ingredients so yeah they're super fucking easy to make (laughs) well i mean one of the current sort of internet zeitgeist is the hot chocolate bomb that everyone's all fucking up their ass about so you know who knows maybe i'll do a segment one day on how to make a bath bomb and it'll be gundam themed who's to say yeah yeah i want i want that horror bath bomb yeah you put a boy in there just like you put a boy in a gundam yeah same thing yeah yeah yeah. 
what happens after the fridge scene? She gets she gets migraine. Yeah, she, she gets bad migraine. She only has one pill. She then you know she has to go pick her prescription up on her own. So Camille has to take her down to the the to the the CVS. And she's fucking like chatting to him, and she's like, oh, like before she gets the migraine, she's like, oh, it's, it's Camille. It's so weird. Like I literally forgot you existed uh, until I was having a bath and just suddenly got a notification. That's so weird. And she says it so casually. It's probably nothing, Camille. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, talks about turning into a different person um, when she pilots the Psycho Gundam. Yep. Yeah. And they end up like walking to get more meds. They go to the CVS yeah. and her handler's there. And yeah. her handler's like, oh, fuck, you're the, you're uh, Ayug's new type. And it pops off and he like kicks a guard and knocks him out. And, he kicks like, him in the face. It's flexible yeah. yeah. It's pretty sick. And he, and he pulls a gun on her. Um, and then she gives us a nice little like lore dump. Yeah. Because she's like, yeah, uh, she... She wasn't didn't used to be a new type, it turns out. Yeah, like, she starts talking bullshit about, like, oh, th- th- it's necessary to enhance normal humans in order to compete with you new types. Yeah. Um, also, the, the medicine that she she tells to the, the doctor to bring over uh, is aftamelanin, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is really curious uh-huh. because, so, like, you know, normally we know that mel- melanin is, like, a component in your skin, uh, right. that, you know, lends it color and that kind of stuff. It's also a component of your nerves too. So it seems like maybe they're they're, they're just they're juicing her up with like super nerve juice, basically. <laughs> okay, Ooh. she's just getting. Mm. Mm. Wait, so is this is what? So like, because I I still I I never is the medicine kind of causing her? Is is she taking the medicine and the medicine is making her be weird new type? Or is the medicine combating the weird stuff they've given her to make her be cyber new type? I think the me- well, my understanding is the medicine is sort of like like if you get a transplant and you need to take like the, the pills to prevent like immunorejection. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's something similar to that like the pills that make her body continue to think it's a new type. So it's like she actually does need them to survive, and it's not just like a weird manipulation thingy. Maybe, maybe the beam from Jared didn't kill her, but your medicine ran out. Yeah, I think I, I think it might be a little column A, a column B. Uh, you uh-huh. know, like once you get dependent on a medication, you need it to still function. But it's probably still mm. also doing. Other God, stuff for I've gone too. through like ch- fucking fuck changing meds, and you have to go through withdrawal every single time. Not great. Oh man, I tried to uh, I I tried to like just reset my caffeine like about a oh, year ago. Oh, caffeine! Some of the worst yeah, stuff to go off. I of. made it. I made it a week before I like was just like uh, I was so like crabby and like just awful that I just I was like, all right, I can't. I'm, I guess I'm just addicted to caffeine for the rest of my life now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend, you know. my. You're not you when you're decaffeinated. You're not you when you're decaffeinated. My girlfriend um, accidentally took herself off of caffeine because she accidentally bought decaf coffee for a week. And she's like, oh, shit, this sucks. And then she's like, fine now. Yeah. Um, So anyway, uh, Camille's like holding her gunpoint. And she also mentions that like, yeah, Four's memories, they're gone, buddy. You can't get that shit back. Yeah, because like Camille like put a whole separate gunpoint. And it's like, you're going to give Four her memories back right now. And she's just like, like, what did he think was going to happen? Make yeah. her, like, fucking eat a USB drive or something? The, the the metaphor she uses in the dub, I don't know if it's the same in the sub, but she's like, you know, memories aren't like light bulbs. You can't take them out and screw them back in again. So I, I just wanted to ask, um, how many new types does it take to, to screw in a light bulb? Oh, what a fun joke setup. 
Say, 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 say it, Sarah. It's four, but then the light bulb will <laughs> flicker on and off again. Aw, oh, beans. That's pretty fucking funny. Really? Because I thought it was... Um, <laughs> Uh, I thought it's uh, two if you want the light bulb to work perfectly fine, but three if you want it to shatter when one of them runs into it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I dropped my keyboard. Ah, my jokes. Ah, my jokes. I can't hold all these great jokes. Listeners, please post your favorite uh, actual punchline to that joke in our Discord. We would love to hear some actually good ones. Oh, please. Um, Uh, And then fucking our boy shows up. Jared's here with a gun. The quote, that, the quote that Jared said, you can take the woman hostage, but I'd still shoot her to get to you. <laughs> that is the exact same thing. Jared, Jared! Jared, I love you so much. Yeah. Well, this fucking Margaret Thatcher sucks shit anyways. Like, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no lost love there. Just pow pow. Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not as on site as Quattro and Jamitov was, but it's like, you know, he gives Camila a warning, but then he's immediately about to shoot. Um, right. I won't hesitate, bitch. Yeah. But he, then he for- will not hesitate. Four completely recovers and shoulder checks him and yeah. takes takes Jared's gun and then also produces another gun out of nowhere. What's that so you got there, Jared? <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, and they run off, but then Jared pulls a boot knife out and tries to throw it at Camille. <laughs> yeah, just say it like sticks in the wall. It's just like very, very cool, Jared. I love you so much. Yeah. Oh, that uh, little goober. Knife. Yeah. So... They've escaped the facility. Yeah. Camille and Four are running, and Camille's like, you need to get your memories back. And she's like, my memories? Who? What about them? She doesn't Oops. even remember her memories. <laughs> That's, again... Big if true. The creepy, freaky, spoopy part of this episode, just, like, her being completely normal and calm, and like, oh, what? I, what do you mean? Huh. Ha ha. It's fine. It's <gasps> creepy. But the scene is interrupted by J- Jared is fine. He yeah. like fucking drives a jeep down the mountain. Yeah, gets out it- with his crutch and another gun. <laughs> another gun. It's like and then, just sort yeah. of like if this is a, like a part by the apocalypse game. The GM just has one move, and it's introduce Jared to the scene. It's a rival. Move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the rival yeah. moves is Jared shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jared can show up at any time, and he will. And he will. And and Camille and Jared have a little bit of a little tussle here. Yeah. Uh, Karaba <laughs> does show up. We know the battle's on, but Jared yeah. tries to like- hit Camille with his cane, and Camille proceeds to catch his arm, and Judo throws him down Mount Kilimanjaro. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be rolling down the mountain when he comes. It's this. Oh, this is one of my favorite moments in Zeta. <laughs> so. It's fucking funny. Like Jared, you're 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 crutching a lot. You're limping. You are not fully boned here. You are. Please, Jared. Please, you cannot. Jared, you can't do this. Stop. And the uh, the thing that sells it so so well is after Camille throws him, Ford just goes, <laughs> "He's falling." <laughs> Just <laughs> nonchalantly, just wow! Look at him go. I, I warned just... you about the. I warned you about the mountain. It just keeps <laughs> happening. I warned you about mountains, bro. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, because Forrest's like, and... did you did you have to do that? Huh. Anyway, bummer. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna go fucking sicko mode now. Yeah, check this out, dude. <laughs> she gets big headache. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because fucking like Ayuk starts carpet bombing the place, basically. Yeah. Qu- yeah, not a good place to be right now, Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa. Yeah, it's just big explosions. Quattro's flying around trying to find Camille so he can extract him or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. Amaro's here. I thought I'd mention that just in case we forgot about it. I, yeah. I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
four starts just fucking DBZ glowing right she now. She summons her stand. Yeah. Uh, her stand is Psycho Gundam. Yeah, she she uses her sick blue glowy powers to activate Psycho Gundam's uh, 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 come here uh, mode. <laughs> yeah, she turns to Camille and she's like, are you my enemy? I'm like, ugh. Yeah. I hope not. I mean, it's almost like a relief, to be honest. Like, the, with the what, vibe the, like, of the episode. Like, finally yeah, the, the, she is... It's fine she's, she's back to a recognizable behavior pattern. Yeah, like, the threat is visible, though, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, literally visible, because we see the energy emanating from her. Literally on her fucking eyes are glowing blue. She's T-posing, but in a cool way. Yeah. She yeah, slaps just... Camille. Uh... <laughs> yeah, she, Camille also takes a little bit of a tumble down. Not he didn't even look not at as her funny titties. as Jared. Yeah. Didn't even look at her bazonkas. Yeah. She she even, like, fully, like, picks him up by the collar and throws him. Like, it's great. Yeah. And, like, as she's getting in it, he says, that's the devil's machine. Listen. Oh, my God. uh, Camille is obsessed with girlfriend four times his own strength. Yeah. 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 Four times his own everything. Um, At some point, we do see, as this is happening, Jared climbs back up Mount Kilimanjaro and goes back to that hangar and he gets in this like experimental not fully painted suit yet this thing's a BR land this thing fucks <laughs> this suit beats ass it looks like Starscream I love this suit so much yeah it's not like the official reveal of it um, uh-huh. we'll see it later on like maybe next week or the week after but like this thing is sick yeah it's like very obviously got like like fake placeholder armor on it and stuff like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and it's not even the fucking coolest thing we see Jared pilot. <laughs> and Colin knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Sarah doesn't, but you will. Bah. Oh, man. Sarah. F- fucking late Zeta suits are so good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the plot. I just know the suits. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, f- four, four gets in Psycho Gundam. Um, we do cut to, to Hyman for a bit, and he is just like, doesn't, just in the base, like, whatever, doesn't really seem He's to care fine. that Amy is attacking. This doesn't, then bother fine. him, um, and yeah, at this point, like Hyman's in the shuttle, and Four gets the sort of marching orders to guard Hyman's shuttle as he takes off and leaves Earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Quattro does like spot Camille on the ground and like comes down and like picks him up um, from school, um, <laughs> and he like he br- he came on Zeta, so Zeta's there. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's using the Dorito mode. Um, and, and, and Camille's freaking out. He's like, four, you can't fight four. And Quattro is like, says wisely, you in battlefield, you must find opportunities to both protect and attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 And get Very girlfriend back. <laughs> protect, attack, get girlfriend back. Very good. Yeah, go into the soup and retrieve your girlfriend. <laughs> She's drowning in there. Careful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of soup, four does like, psychically attack Quattro in this episode too. Like in like yeah, really blows yeah. up like his view screen or whatever. <laughs> but like cause the thing is, you know, Psycho Gundam has those fucking shotgun blasts. It's like at this point it's it's transformed, so it's coming yeah. out of the thingies. Yeah, like it, it transforms when like it she sees Zeta. Like Zeta appears yeah. and hmm, Psycho Gundam's hmm. like curious. To bust yeah. it out. Um any regular person in a mobile suit attacking Psycho Gundam would be torn apart by that blast. But since Squatter is better than that new type, Four is like, all right, check this shit out. I'll fight on your level, too. And, like, you know, hits him with the brainwaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah, meanwhile, Jamatov, uh, like, his, 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 like, space shuttle is lifting off. And as he does this, he kind of, like, crosses his arms like Dracula. <laughs> Blair, I want to go to space. He is, you know, it's yeah. Dracula's all the way down. 
Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's just nothing, nothing but space Draculas here in Titans. And like, yeah, Quattro is like so mad that he's getting away. Meanwhile, Amaro is kind of here, like, bro, chill. It's like, we'll, it's we'll get him next time, whatever. Live another day. And yeah, he he fully escapes. Um, and like Jared rolls up at this point to cause problem, and Camille is fighting Jared, and you know, Four is fighting Quattro, and like once the sort of at this point, I think Karaba fully takes um, mm-hmm. the base, and yeah. it just everything's blowing the fuck up. Yeah, we get like a one-word statement from Amuro about how oh the assault team must have must have succeeded, and then everything just starts to explode. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like as, as, as this is happening, I guess like the explosion sort of like it, it knocks Psycho Gundam down, and I don't know if like that snaps four out of it. Or what snaps four out of before like sort of snaps out of kill mode right now. Well, but it also I mean, feels like Camille would... reaches out to her in the blue soup and kind of does it with his mm, psychic yeah, power. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because like like the it it very much seems to be he dives into the soup and fishes her out with the little fork. Um, because like he because <laughs> he disengages from Jared because shit's kicking off and like yeah. piggybacks on Psycho Gundam and just like there's a slightly extended soup sequence and that really does seem to be like literally he lifted her out of that state. Yeah, I think I fucking like looked away at the wrong moment because I don't remember that happening yeah. at all. C- Camille uses his he uses his chopsticks to dig in and get that one last little four noodle out of the out of the ramen broth that's just right, yeah. hiding in there. <laughs> yeah, he poured her stock through a strainer and just got all the nasty <laughs> little bits of Psycho Gundam out of there. Yeah. But none of the flavor is still pristine. Uh, speaking of nothing being pristine, <laughs> fucking, are my, my beautiful baby boy's nothing, who's never done anything wrong in his entire life, uh, goes to sort of like try and strike the blow at Camille with oh, his Jared. lightsaber. Oh, Jared! Yeah, who's never done anything yeah, Jared, wrong in his life? Yeah, Jared. Jared's never done anything wrong in his life. Jared's, Jared's never killed someone important in the show. Jared, will. Jared, simply, simply, uh, perfect, beautiful Jared has only tried to protect things like bombs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he come, he and comes in. J- Jared's <sighs> killing intent is focused on Camille here. He is trying to get yes, Camille. Yes, 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 Yeah. Because that's the only thought his brain is capable of producing. But now that Four is back in control, she uh, puts the Psycho Gundam between Zeta and uh, uh, this this prototype. And uh, Jared gets her right in the eye chakra, just right, but right between the eyes, straight into that cockpit. And, like, I don't know yeah. about y'all, but, like, I definitely have a moment of, like, ah, oh, Psycho Gundam got stabbed in the, the cockpit in the head. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. It's, like, it, it, it's so fucking stupid to put the cockpit in the head. That's, like, one of, like, I know it's a smaller turret than the body, but, like, I mean, here, that's the problem with beam weaponry, right? Unless you have, like, an eye field, you're going to get hit with a beam and it's going to fuck you up no matter what. But I feel like the head is, I don't know, not the wisest place to it, put the cockpit. It makes sense in the bigger mobile suits. I mean, that's, where, suits. The, that's where the brain is. Uh, I would say it makes sense in the bigger mm-hmm. mobile suits because, you know, usually, like, obviously the, the Mark II or the um the Psycho Gunner doesn't have one, but, like, the Sazabi has, uh, has its cockpit in the head. And that's because you can't really have the whole, like, escape pod thing if it's stuck in the middle of, like, a giant-ass okay, yeah, mobile true. suit. So that does kind of make sense. Right. Okay, yeah. that's that's fair. That's fair. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll take uh, that. You can, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get you, I get you, I get you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just... I think that it's cool that it's in the head because it, because it is, like, the Psycho Gundam... And it, it does brainwave shit, so it like it just kind yeah. of thematically speaking makes sense for four to be. It in makes the head. sense, yeah. Um 
Because she's yeah, not uh, right. Beans. In the head. Oh man, not good, Scoob. Oh, yeah, four, right four, four once again enters the soup. It's soup time. Four is like fully immersed in the soup. It is four yeah. soup at this point. It's yeah. You see, like, is it like a like a scarf or like a petal or something that's like think, slowly to drifting me it's a rose through the uh, soup? To, to me, I, it was yeah. a torn piece of fabric from her jumpsuit. That's what I. That's what I yeah. thought it was. But I think it's also. Oh. It's definitely supposed to evoke the like sakura petals from when Moar died too. Mm. Oh, remember fucking Moar? Yeah. I like Moar. She was cool. She's cool. She's still cool. She's, she's in the she soup. Cool. It's fine. She's, she's in, in the soup. The soup. <laughs> she's she's in the new type hot tub with Lala yeah. and Four now. Yeah, hanging out with uh, you know Leela's there too. Probably, hopefully. It's just, yeah, yeah. It, it, weird, have we cracked it? Is the soup just a big hot tub that the new types hang out yes. in? That's new type heaven. That's new type heaven. Uh, y- yeah. Oh, did you ever hold your girlfriend's body in your arms as you fucking sob and the fucking volcano oh blows up? Do you ever... Wait, is Kilimanjaro a volcano? Yes. Yeah. Oh. All mountains are volcanoes, really. <laughs> okay, sure. That makes sense. But Kilimanjaro is, like, more of a volcano. But just, like... She, like Psycho Gundam, because Psycho Gundam's like head is gone, and as Psycho Gundam is like lying there. Wait, 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 wait. So no head. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. So Psycho Gundam's head is gone, and as Psycho Gundam <laughs> is lying there, there's all this fucking like red wiring or some shit coming out of its neck that just looks like fucking blood drips. It's metal as yeah. hell. They it's did pretty that. sick. It's the second coolest thing they drip out of a mobile suit. Um. Four's, Four's psychic ghost does say the incredibly sad line of telling Camille to be happy oh because now I can truly live inside of you, which is just, who boy. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. And like, because when the last time Four quote unquote died, I like I didn't expect that this would be the last we saw of Four because I was like, oh, well, she's in the soup. We'll see her again in the soup. And like now, that's where we are at now with like her death here. Um, mm-hmm. But just like the fact that the show did bring her back for an episode and a half, and then took her yeah. away immediately again, just makes it hurt so fucking much. Yeah, I know. And like how much the rest of this episode focuses on her on her dead body as a physical object too, to really say like, yeah, uh, oh, she's yeah, dead he's now. Like <laughs> clutching her corpse. God, yeah, it's like yeah, you know she's fucking dead. And as this happens, um. Amro is like, people end up repeating the same mistakes. And Quattro also says the same mistake. Yeah. Oh, this is where they do another really cool Zeta Gundam tableau where, you know. We'll cut in portraits. No, no, no. Like, where, because, like, Camille is, like, cradling for his body and, like, behind them, like, Zeta Gundam is kneeling down in a oh, kind yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah, morning yeah, yeah, yeah. pose. And then, like, uh, Hiyakushiki and the, 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 the DJ are, like, just, like, fall out of the sky and, like, flank. Um, that sort mm. of pose, and it's just like very composed, fucking Caravaggio wow, cool shit. And the golden oh, ratio, yeah. and like golden ratio. That's the Hyakushiki. And Camille's like so fucking overcome <laughs> that he won't he won't even respond to Quattro like trying to convince him to leave. So the Hyakushiki has to grab them, and we just get this mm. we get this fucking raw shot of like as they're leaving of just like Quattro opening a couple of the fingers just to see like. Camille clutching for his body. Oh it's so God. raw. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and like fucking... they, the, the two mobile suits have to like pick up Zeta Gundam like by the shoulders. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Kilimanjaro yeah. explodes. Love love to see a giant, um, you know, natural monument. Just a, a, one of the most iconic mm-hmm. mountains in existence. Very, just very blow sad. up. 
Yeah, and like a- as this is happening, we sort of hear like a remix, like a symphonic, not symphonic, but like an- a non-lyric remix of the mi- the-, the the opening yeah. at this point, hmm. which is like really, really good and really, really like emotional and sad and like yeah, Camille's just like fucking lost the will. Like they're they're in the Outhuma now, like and he's still just like totally clutching yeah. her. Corpse. Yeah, he's just not he's not letting go, he's neither physically go. nor emotionally. And, hey, but yeah, uh-huh. uh yeah, what uh-huh. does he say? Max, tell us what he says. He looks at fucking Quattro. He's like, I will no longer call you Quattro. You're going to have to return to Char. Sorry, he looks at who? He looks at Char Aznable and says, I will no longer call you Quattro Bajina. You'll have to return to being Char. And Char is like, I agree. Yeah, like he, take, he, he takes his glasses off and he says, you're right, Camille. Like, And he ooh. takes his glasses off in just kind of the same affect that he does in the OP when he does Dio pose. It's it's like how the op it's like how JoJo's OPs have a ton of spoilers for everything, but you don't know it until you know it, and now we know it. I mean, I've been looking directly at it, being like, I know what this fucking means, but when's it gonna happen? Uh, it and here we fucking are, and I'm yeah. gonna have to leave the country. Um, just <laughs> you're gonna have to walk into the sea wearing Gundam. Quattro Bagina's dead. Long live Quattro Bagina. <laughs> Long live Quattro Bagina is dead. <sighs> I want to give a brief shout out to the way it's phrased in the dub because he says, "You, I'm never going to call you Lieutenant Quattro again. You have no choice but to return mm. to being Shar Aznable. Yeah, that's that's what my sub said too, and it is just such it's uh-huh. a perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. phrasing. <laughs> oh God, it's just it's perfect. What a fucking good way to end an episode. <sighs> yeah, four's <sighs> dead. Remember uh, when Jared says "dead uh, deads you" and Four says "is dead." <laughs> Would you all like to hear a segment I have today? Yeah, give me a moment. Is it segment time? Okay. <laughs> it's segment Show time me now. The I, today we're doing our beloved uh, standby Beyond Tune World. You're going to love this. Trust me. And I was gonna do one for four since you know seems a bit appropriate, but she her her did not have been a whole lot that her voice actor has done. Almost no one I actually recognize. I think the only one is like a Tenshi Muyo character in like all the series. Is. Um mm-hmm. So today we're also going to talk about a pretty pretty important character from these episodes. Um, or not not from these episodes, just an important character in general. We're talking about Dr- Dracula. We're talking about our good friend Patmos Sirocco. And his voice, his voice actor, Bean Shimada. We know fuck all about this fool. He was born November 20th, 1954. Uh, he's from of Japan, graduated from Daito Bunka University. He's been active since 1978. And for whatever reason, we know that he's 5'5". Cool. That's like all we know about the guy okay. himself. And I pick I picked him because his sort of the characters he's voiced are fucking deranged and unhinged. It's so funny. Like, you know, we when we talk about Jared, we sort of talk about the path from Jared to Cars to the Azoken teacher and to Kakashi's there too. It's like Uh-huh. Yeah, the cars to Kakashi pipeline. <laughs> the pipeline, yeah. And this pipeline is a bit different and it sort of sends you to hell, right? Uh-huh. So, alright. He's voiced some Ideon. He's voiced some Ideon characters, um, as you do when you're a Gundam voice actor. He mm. was, remember w- at the point in 0079 when they get a couple more bridge crew members halfway through and you don't really care to learn all their names? Mm-hmm. He voiced Dublin only in the movies <coughs> of Gundam. 
who's like just a he's like Dublin's the guy in the chair. Okay. The, the sort of floating up chair. Yeah, you know, Dublin yeah. from Gundam. Yeah, Sorry, Dublin Sarah. from Gundam. <laughs> um he he was Judah and Fist of the North Star. Obviously we know he was Soroko and Zeta. Hmm. In the fucking you know Short Circuit, that weird robot movie? No. Okay, I think it was Spielberg. Um he was Johnny Five, the main sort of robot of that and the Japanese <laughs> dub of that. He he does voice another um Gundam character. He voices Garcia from War in the Pocket. Can we love, find out what love that's that about? one? Love him. He he was um he's West Kai in Dragon Ball Z. Just a fun a funky dude. So here's where things get a little fucking twisted. In the original Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show, he was Donatello. Uh huh. Okay. In the first Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, he was Raphael. Uh huh. In the second Teen Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, he was Michelangelo. What the <laughs> okay. fuck? Did he finish? Did he finish the set? <laughs> he never. He never was Leonardo. I mean, Leonardo's is, the least interesting turtle, so it's fine. I mean, is he still like, alive? There's still time. There's still time. The Bean Donatello to Leonardo pipeline. And here's here's what fucked me up the most. Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Remember when Haman Karn calls him a fucking clown? Ooh. She was right. She knew. She fucking knew he was Krusty the fucking clown. <laughs> Just, wow. He has the range. Has the range. He was uh, a couple more. He was Yuich- Yuichiro Kumada in Sailor Moon. He's fucking Broly from Dragon Ball. Like, the big hulking angry guy who gets real mad and has green hair because he's a legendary Super Saiyan. <laughs> he was fucking Zack from Dead or Alive, who you may know as being voiced by Dennis Rodman in America. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he's he's Wapole in One Piece, the dude with the fucking, like, metal chin... <laughs> He was, um, in Dragon Ball Z Kai, the sort of, like, remaster of Dragon Ball Z, he was Kami and Babidi. He was fucking Omegamon in a Digimon series, who you may know is, like, one of the coolest Digimons when Wargreymon and Metal Gurumon join forces and make the one with as a sword and gun arm. Sword's cool? Wow, cool It's very Digimon? cool, yeah. Uh, Gengai Hiraga in Gintama. He was Dispo and Kampari in Dragon Ball Super. And there's a lot of the last two fucking the last two fucking things I want to lay on. You know, every once in a while you'll sort of like they'll pick one actor to be the main sort of dub voice for an American actor in most of their movies. Uh huh. <sighs> Shimada dubbed over uh, our good friend Stephen Carell <laughs> in the for- in the forty year old <laughs> version in Evan Almighty, Crazy Stupid Love, and the fucking like current Space Force series. Oh no! He's still at it, and. I will. I will leave you. I will leave you with this, uh-huh. motherfuckers. Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Optimus Sirocco has dubbed over Mark Hamill in all six of the Star Wars movies. Luke Skywalker, shows. known <laughs> space Hello? Dracula, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, confirmed. <laughs> Just like he has the fucking range. I love that. Like all of the Zeta voice actors either have nothing or everything. Just delightful. What a uh, um. Uh, we love it. Max, I do have one small complaint to issue. Um, yeah, sure. And it's the fact yeah. that you glossed over the fact that uh, Saeko Shimazu uh, was the voice actress for, am I getting this correct, um, Yuri from Dirty Pair? You know, one half of Dirty Pair, the main character of Dirty Pair? Like, do you just not watch good anime, Max? I'm, I'm very, I'm very upset right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Colin. I have no choice but to say that I don't watch good anime. I did. I did. I I knew Dirty Pair. I recognized Dirty Pair. I haven't seen Dirty Pair. Maybe she's she is literally one of the pair in Dirty Pair. (laughs) 
Well, maybe one day I'll get to learn what these what these two dirty people are about. <laughs> a, a pair of them. Until then, um, be prepared. Thank you, Bean Sh- be, pre- be be prepared. Be dirty. Thank you, Bean Shimada. You fucking space clown. <laughs> um. Yeah, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, it sort of ended with me getting roasted, but then again, I roasted Sarah on um, Slappers Only yesterday, so I guess it's only fair that next time we record, Con will be the one that's okay. getting yeah. roasted. You'll, you'll, you'll be roasted eventually. I'd love to be honey roasted. At some point. Please. Uh, yeah. Ooh, deli- Give me that flavor. Powerful. God, I'm getting really What does that do to your stuff um, it, it You know, it gives you the uh, Maillard reaction, uh, which is really, you okay. got to have it. It's essential to the meta. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're, you're talking about Blaze Ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I, I know. I know it's nuts. It's nuts and tarot right now. Not anymore. Oh, okay, that's over. No more. Right. Yeah, I no, can't the, keep up. I feel. I feel like the, a fucking the hall monitor ate the nut. Ball. Um. Yeah. Oh. Okay. There's no, no longer just, a nut just, button. Fuck, you slurp that nut up, I guess. Well. Well. Quattrobagina is dead. <laughs> Long live Quattrobagina. Long live Quattrobagina. Um. Well, now it's time. I guess we can. If if you fucking dare hear what else deranged shit we say online. Um. For me personally, you can uh, go to twitter.com slash maxibajillion. I don't really, I feel like I don't make actual tweets. I just retweet a lot of stuff because I don't really have anything cool to say that it's not being recorded. Um, I have another couple podcasts, though. I have Yu-Gi-Oh! The podcast is called Yu-Gi-Oh! I guess. <laughs> it's called Pod Agreed. You can go to twitter.com slash podagreedcast. Sarah's on that one. Yeah. Um, we're going to watch Dark Side of Dimensions oh, tomorrow. Shit. I'm going to have a normal time. Oh, yeah, we are yeah? watching. I just realized I you forgot just... to post Grugio today. I'm going to just do that after we yeah, record. Post, yeah, there's a Patreon for that show. You can listen to us talk about Minions. It's great. <laughs> um, I have another show called Slappers Only. It's a video game music showdown podcast. You can go to slappersonlypod.com or twitter.com slash slappersonlypod to hear me and my friend Jordan's few are objectively correct takes about video game music. We just did our Halloween episode yesterday, and we new typed like harder than I've new typed on Mel Cooker, <laughs> and that's saying a lot. Wow. Wow. Uh, what about what about you people? I'm Sarah. You can find me on the internet in places at at Sarah McCostumes, MCC Ostumes. Sarah has an H in it. Does the Sarah in Gundam, like Sarah from Gundam, have an H in her name? Yes. Yep. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's like Sarah from Gundam, Sarah Mook Costumes. I do costumes and stuff. I also do another podcast that isn't Pot of Greed, which is was called Never Believe It, which was a Naruto D-Watch podcast. Very good stuff, if I do say so myself. It's been described as guided dissociation. If you think that is your thing, go and check it out at Naruto. Like, like what did in space that one time. Dot band. Yeah, she was listening to Never Believe It. Oh shit, are we yeah. responsible for it? Oh, bad. Oh. <laughs> ah, beans. Beans. Colin, where can people find you? Hey, you can find me on the internet at at Pagetish. That's P-A-D-G-E-T-T-I-S-H. I am still private, but that should be ending very, very soon. I'm so excited to be out of the hell zone that I am currently in. Uh, and yeah, but send me a friend request. I will most likely uh, accept it. Um, and you can also check out my other show, MetaWatch, where uh, me and my friend Mitch watch MetaBots. And we're having a great time. It's a great show. Uh, please check it out. Um, yeah. You can find it at MetaWatch and MetaRotch. Uh, Mitch has recently <laughs> obtained some emulators of some of the old, like, GBA MetaBots games and is posting um, screenshots from them because they're very bad, it turns out. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, can't, we can't have it all. Sometimes you just got to look at the robots and it's not actually fun to play Speaking with Speaking of robots. Hey. Who? Who? Whose turn it is? Who? Who's, who? Which of us? Um, I, th- oh, fuck. 
whose was it? I don't yeah, know. we've we've gotten on this bad tinge where yeah. I'm just gonna pick. I'm just gonna pick you, Sarah. Ah, ask me the question, Max. I'm not afraid. What's what's your robot of the week, Sarah? It's Mecha Naruto. Next question. <laughs> oh shit, that's kind of kind of a scary one. Listen, he can fire missiles. I don't know anything about Mecha Naruto. I just like just just like Gundams. <laughs> sure. Oh man, Give that fucker a V fit. Well, I mean, it it sucks that uh, Church of Naruto's over, so you'll never ever find yeah. anything out about uh, uh, Mecha Naruto. Like, if only Church of Naruto hadn't ended, I could might find out what Mecha Naruto is, but I never will. So well, nothing gold can. It's stay. actually I don't know. It makes sense that you don't know anything about Mecha Naruto because I took this really cool quiz about Naruto recently and realized that I don't know anything about Naruto. Oh, the, you mean the cool quiz that you can find if you go uh, if you go to narutoquiz-fun.neocities.org, you can take a fun quiz that will tell you how much you know about Naruto, which I can guarantee you will be less than you think. Yeah, I thought I knew wow. almost everything about Naruto, and actually I don't know anything, and it was very humbling. Yeah, we all need a little bit of like humility on why being put in our places. Um, and I guess all that leaves is for us to say goodbye to you as we re- once more return to the soup. And we say goodbye week. to Quattro Bagina. And we say goodbye to Quattro Bagina forever. In the words of the late, great Quattro Bagina, war is bad. Flippers and all, wow. Cool as Nabelle. <laughs> ah!